you live with this special report. There is much activity happening here today in the land of Azeroth. We don't have many details to report yet, but things were said, actions were done, and it is suspected that the Alliance are involved. Yes, the Alliance. There is a sudden influx of night elves and gnomes. We don't know what their initial intentions are, but we can only assume it will have the finesse and imagination of a piece of flotsam. Our initial reports allege there is a large walking marshmallow making its way through the barrens, but we have no confirmation at this time. We will bring you updates on these exciting events as they happen. We will return you now to your regularly scheduled podcast of... And welcome to For the Horde Radio. This is episode 16. Thank you for downloading and listening. If this is, I say this every time, I'm going to say it again. If this is your first time, thank you for giving us a try. If you are a return listener, thank you again for indulging your senses to an hour. Actually, it's been longer lately, hasn't it? Yes, it has. So longer than an hour, hour and a half, whatever. Anyway, for indulging yourself and listening to the show, we thank you. Blizzard! Blizzard, 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 blizzard. Okay. Space paladins. I'll give you that. Octopi space paladins. Fine. You can have that one. I'll give them that one. Electric wind mummies that pirouette through the sand. Fine. You can have that one too. I'll indulge. I I will swallow that piece of lore because they're kind of actually cool looking and if you're if you're a friend of theirs they pay you off every month it's really neat i'll I'll give you that walrus people i draw the line at walrus people and this is what we have to look forward to in the upcoming expansion walrus people have you seen this i'm sure all of you and, and if not all of you most of you have seen this uh, a couple weeks ago after what a year when did we first hear about wrath of the lich king about a year ago after a year of waiting after so many questions that have been asked we've gone over on this show and blizzard has no answer for any of us on them although you know what about the death knight class uh well we'll have it but we don't know what it'll do okay what about talents and spells well we're gonna have those too but um uh uh it's a secret what about quests instances raiding um yeah yeah that sounds like a good idea yeah we'll have that too no after a year of waiting for something an insight because lord knows we're not getting a release date for something anything what do they hand us walrus people if this is what i have to look forward to in the expansion i'm not getting it this is not enticing me to plunk down fifty dollars to buy your expansion this is not doing it for me guys is it doing it for any of you have you seen this oh my god have you seen this and then (laughs) insult to injury well they learned actually they've learned i think from their past a little bit and they took um the writer's cop out 
they learned they tried to make lore for these for for space paladins and whatnot and were totally creamed by the fans who know the lore better than they do they gave up on these people on on this they yes the tuscar they're walrus people but fine you want to call them the tuscar go ahead and i love i love how they started off despite the absence of any records documenting the tuscar's past many significant facts have recently come to light translation we couldn't think of anything to put these guys into lore so we're doing the cop out of saying uh yeah all the records were lost yeah 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 because let me tell you i played warcraft 3 i played a northern there wasn't a walrus to be found in the freaking game walrus people unbelievable this is it this is what i have to look forward to this uh what else do they say we're, we're gonna read you here a little bit because there's actually not that much to read you about them because even that they don't give you a lot about it but let's see the tuscar are a kind natured nomadic race that roams the southern coastlines of northern end uh although they are a peaceful race they are constantly beset by the cov- what word is this i love it blizzard likes to put like letters together that don't you cannot possibly sound out but we'll try it Cavardi, Cavaldi, some name that they got drunk and typed out. Uh, and the Arctic race, this is my favorite, this is my absolute favorite line of this whole thing. And an Arctic race of murloc like creatures known as the Gorlock. Did it really put a lot of pressure on you to change the letter? That must have had him up half the night. Let's see, well, it's a, it's an Arctic race of murloc. Hmm, what shall we call them? Oh, I know, Gorlocks. They are disappointing me greatly. They are disappointing me very much. So, yes, the Tuscar, a.k.a., and from here on out, known as the Walrus People, because, let's face it, gang, that's what they are. They're Walrus People. They're going to be uh, an alliance and horde neutral faction. What do you want to bet? I'm going to make a bet. On some server, somewhere, and in this will probably be done more than one, some server somewhere there will be a guild or guilds who say to their members unless these guys have really really awesome loot which it would be kind of funny if they did but i don't think they're gonna have any awesome loot i'm just looking at them i don't think they're gonna to tell their guild members you know what don't get in good with them stay neutral or even better get like hated by these guys so this way we can go like have raids and harpoon them <laughs> i'm just baffled by this one this one just baffles me it's this is the best you've got this is the temptation you are throwing out to your players i don't know was anyone else looking at these guys and really excited about it was anyone looking at these guys going oh, wow walrus people i can't wait to get this no Show me an epic weapon that I can get in a drop off a, a lizard in the where in the frozen mountains and maybe I'll be interested. But don't show me a walrus person and think I'm gonna be too heavily enticed here. I was just surprised that this was the best of this is this is bone they're throwing out to us, salivating dogs who are waiting for this expansion. And honestly I will be I'm not waiting that much, cause I haven't seen a lot of the Burning Crusade still. I mean, I've seen a lot of it. There's still a lot more I want to see. And I'm not ready to grind 10 more levels. I got to tell you, I'm not looking forward to that at all. 60 to 70 was a bear. And it still is because I am beating my pally 
to get through the last four levels. He's a 66. He's got four levels to go. And it is painful. It is actually painful for me to get him up to 70. It just is so tediously long. The amount of experience you need just to go up a single level. It's terrible. Can you imagine what this is going to be like when we hit, when we get an 80 cap? Holy good Lord. It's going to be terrible. And I, for one, am not looking forward to it. You, ha- you don't have to. I keep, I have often said, you know, you, well, you have to. Honestly, you don't have to. But it's a catch-22. You don't have to do it. You just don't get any of the cool stuff. You don't get to see any of the cool places. You don't get to do the cool things. But no, you don't have to level. You don't have to kill yourself. Nope, 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 nope. What do you want to bet? <laughs> you know what they, that uh, new thing they did a couple months ago where they changed it? The, the 10 to 60 run was easier. It's less points to level. And let me tell you, it really makes a difference. Because some of those alts, man, are just flying. They're flying through levels so fast. I noticed this on my my baby rogue who is currently um, tucked away while I beat the paladin to get to 70 because it's just a matter of pride that he gets 70. It's not even that I enjoy playing him. I really don't. And I never have. I started the pally out of principle because I hated paladins. Before they were on the horde side, I hated the pallies. And I always said it very openly. I hate paladins. I hate the pallies. And once Burning Crusade came out, I started a pally just to prove how much I hated them. And 66 levels later, I'm finding I was right. But now it's just a matter of pride. I have to get him to 70. You, know, you just have to. You're the last four levels to your cap. You got to do it. And then he's going, you know, he's getting shoved under the bed. And we pull him out when I need him. And then I'll work on the rogue. But I'm noticing, though, when I was playing the rogue a little more seriously, he's flying through levels flying flying so fast that there are areas he's bypassing altogether areas that i clearly remember my main having to go through and he's just like skipping right over him because he's leveling so quick it's it's awesome but what do you want to bet when the expansion comes out they then will apply the same technique to 60 through 70 what do you want to bet suddenly the 60 through 70 won't require as much xp But the 70 to 80, kiss your family and friends goodbye because it's going to take you eight years to go up 10 levels. What do you want to pet? They change it so that they can be hated because I don't think I'd be alone in my hatred if they did that actually because you hear about all the news they have now where they're they're notorious. The key quests are so ridiculously hard. The instances on these raids are easier to run than it is to get the stupid key to open the door that they're doing away where only like one person needs to have the key now I think is what they're saying like for Kara and whatnot that only one person instead of every single person needing the key just one person needs the key you open the door you go when you do it because they're finding out people don't want to spend their lives in these ridiculous quest chains getting a stupid key but can I tell you and and I heard this and I said okay that's cool because I haven't done it yet so that's fine but I'm thinking back to my days when I key for Ani and all I could think of is if they change that I'm gonna scream because those of you who have done the Ani at Horde now and I've looked I've never done it as an alliance but I've looked at the notes because usually if you type in Ani key quest or Ani Keychain, or, you know, Chain, Keyed on however you want to look it up on Google. <laughs> Finding the Horde, like, step-by-step, step, was really hard to track down. It was all Alliance, 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 because they're different. They're not the same quest. You got two different paths you take, and that's fine. But I've looked at the Alliance one, the Chain for them, and is it me? Or do they seem 
to have a really easier time getting keyed for Ani. We have to fight four freaking world dragons and go into Ubers 10,000 times and get eyes and go visit this little goblin out in Anderhall, you know, the ruins of, and all this stuff. And all they get to do, from what I read, now again, I'm reading it, so I'm, I'm not familiar. I'm trying to give the benefit of the doubt here. But from what I read, it looks like they are basically on a FedEx mission for seven levels. Okay, bring this note to Commander So-and-so. Okay, bring the note. Okay, now bring this back to there. Okay, now bring this down here. Okay, uh, well, yeah, you should kill a monster. In the, you know what? Kill that little rat over there. Okay, you're keyed. That seems to be what they have to do. But the rest of us horde have to go through four world dragons. I digress. I got sidetracked from the Walrus people. Pardon me. How did I get there? Oh, don't you love when that happens? You go off and you forgot how you ended up there. But yes, well, well because we were talking about the happy Walrus people and how terribly disappointed I am in that. And this is what they're showing us as far as, look what's coming. I'm not impressed. <laughs> so I don't know. Um, let us know if you think the Walrus people are a good thing or a bad thing. I don't think they're really either. I just think it's stupid. And personally, I really want to harpoon one myself. What do you do? You pay him in fish? What kind of accent are these guys going to have, do you think? There is a question I put before all of our listeners. Here you go. We interrupt your podcast for this special report. Reports of a large walking marshmallow proved to be nothing more than a bunch of gnomes taped together. But in a new development, this reporter has just learned there is a massive wave of mechanical chickens running loose in the Arathi Highlands. It would appear that hundreds, if not thousands, of people have all done the mechanical chicken quests at the same time and have turned their chickens loose. We do not know which faction is responsible. None are claiming responsibility. We cannot imagine what would possess anyone to do such a thing. What madness would make them willingly take part in that quest chain? The chickens are destroying everything in their path. We urge you, if you have loved ones in the Arathi Highlands questing, do not try to reach them. You will only slow down rescue efforts being made. We will bring you updates on this event as they occur. We return you now to your regularly scheduled podcast, Already in Progress. What accent will the walrus people have? But you, you tell me. Send us an email. Let us know what, what accent you think walrus people will have. I'm curious to know your, your take on that. Uh, I can't even fathom. I've, I've looked at the picture and went, hmm. And I can't imagine what the heck they're going to sound like. But boy, it should be interesting. God, walrus people. They better have some nice loot. That's all I have to say. The faction for these, the faction loot for these guys, it better be just kicking. I'd like to, you know, why don't you answer the questions people want to know? I think the main question a lot of folks want to know is about the Death Knight deal. Like, what is it and how do you do it? And it's going to be this, there's going to be nothing but Death Knights everywhere. Um, because it'll be new. Yes, it'll be new. And people flock to newest people flock to new things in this game very quickly that's why there are eight thousand billion zillion blood elves running around because they were new 
And they're still, they, they border on still new. Even though they're not new anymore, they're still newer than the four races we have we had before that. So they're still newer. So you're going to see Death Knights popping up everywhere. You're going to try to do a raid. Okay, anyone who's not a Death Knight can come. Kind of situation. So I'm just curious on how it's going to work. I think a lot of people are. I'd like to see what the new talents are going to be. New spells. New areas. Tempt me with showing me the inside of a dungeon, okay? Show me a boss I'm going to have to fight. That will get my eyes lit up a lot faster than a walrus person, okay? Just my opinion on that. But I do love the lore dodge. They don't even try. The records were lost. They don't even try to, like, make up one. Because what could you possibly do? What could you possibly do with a walrus person that you can make up a lore that they suddenly showed up? You can't. I'm sorry. You just can't. Not impressed with that, but maybe you are. If you are, let us know. If you looked at that and said, wow, that's really cool. Well, that's awesome. Let us let us know and why you think it's awesome. But I'd like to know your opinion on what kind of accent do you think these guys are going to have. I can't wait to hear this. This should be real interesting. Actually, talking about lore, we're going to take a little uh, total, not a total, a sidestep. We're going to sidestep now briefly and i will tell you a little bit of background before i'm going to play you with something and this is actually the something i'm going to play from you is uh well i'm getting ahead of myself let me start at the beginning and you will see how this all ties in you will see how it meshes and mushes and all fits together and it becomes clear what happened was i was actually talking to one of my guild mates uh bone grinder who you've actually you have heard on this show he calls in he's about one of the few people who do actually call in so you have heard bone grinder and he is part of directionally challenged which is awesome and we were just having a conversation and talking and actually i think we were talking about walrus people and we got off on the topic of lore in general and one of the things he mentioned uh, we were talking about what would have been better <laughs> anything but walrus people and what classes and we started talking about warcraft 3 and how you know there's stuff in there that they could have pulled from and one of the things he mentioned to me, which I thought was interesting, and he said, you know, the one thing I wish they would have talked about in Warcraft, Warcraft 3, you know, the regular Warcraft games, was how Sylvanas became the Banshee Queen. You know, I wish they would have shown that. It's, it's just like one minute she's an elf and the next minute she's a Banshee Queen. And I said they did. They did show it. It's not an animation in the game. It's actually a little cutscene in the game. And I, I figured out why, um, Bone Grinder, if you're listening, I figured out why you probably probably didn't see it because it's an optional quest on that level it's not the main target it's an optional quest so if you just said and didn't bother with it you didn't see the cutscene. so what i did and this is actually not just for bone grinder this is for all our listeners who may have pondered this very same question like hmm how did this happen well a little backstory uh in case you don't know sylvanas was a regular old elf and since this was pre-blood elves she was probably more like like a night elf Ew. Anyway, um, but she was an elf in general, and she was defending Silvermoon. Yes, she was defending Silvermoon, and several levels of this have gone on. And finally, Arthas catches up to her, if you did this optional quest anyway. Arthas catches up to her, and what I'm going to play for you now is uh, the audio of that cutscene. If you have Warcraft 3 and you get to this level, it's the level where he goes after Silvermoon, uh, it's an optional quest. I highly recommend you just do it. Just because, you see, I mean, it's not the cool Blizz animation, which, let's face it, we all love the Blizz animation. It's awesome. It's just a little in-game 
cutscene. But I'm going to play for you now what transpires between Arthas and Sylvanas and, and how this transformation of her becoming an elf, going from an elf to what she is that we all know today, has actually happened. I salute your bravery, elf. But the chase is over. Then I'll make my stand here, butcher. Anara la Bellore. Finish it. I deserve a clean death. After all you've put me through, woman, the last thing I'll give you is the peace of death. No, you wouldn't dare. Chilling. Absolutely chilling, is it not? And she's got every reason to, like, totally hate him, doesn't she? I think, I think she's got a good case. You take that to any lawyer, Sylvanas, and let me tell you, there's no problem. You know, his butt's in jail. That's it. And it don't matter because he's frozen to the throne. All they can do is just wheel him into the cell. He can't get up. Come on. Anyway, so that was the cutscene. That was the audio of the cutscene. For those of you who never played Warcraft 3, because I know a lot of folks never touched the, the whole Warcraft anything until World of Warcraft. So, in case you didn't know and were wondering, hmm, how did that happen? Well, that's how it happened, and I just wanted to play it from our, our bud Bone Grinder and anyone else who cared. I just, I love the voice acting. Oh, and I love that they have the same actors for World of Warcraft, which, because it's like, how can you get away with otherwise? How can you get away with doing this otherwise? You can't. Because trust me, us fiends who played, like, the regular Warcraft games before World of Warcraft hit the scene, we know what they sound like. You try to sub in another voice, we're going to know it. It's like switching Batman around 50 times, you know? It just, no, you can't do it. You know, that's Arthas. That's what he sounds like. I don't care where you found the guy, just keep using him for Arthas. That's fine. That's Sylvanas, you know? Use the same actress. So that is how Sylvanas became the Banshee Queen, in case any of you were sitting up at night just racking your brains wondering hmm, how this happened. And uh, also, that is my opinion of walrus people. I wonder what would happen if you did that to a walrus person. If you tried to... Can you imagine an undead walrus person? That'd be interesting. I wonder what the evil walrus people are going to be, because as you know, everything in World of Warcraft has an evil twin walking around. Everything. Including electric wind mummies. They have their evil electric wind mummies that you have to kill. So, they're going to be evil walrus people walking around. Yeah, well, I don't know about walking, but they're going to be around. You know something else that I'm just going to bring up real quick, and then we're going to I'm going to shut up, and we're going to go into our first break. But just as a, an aside here, have you ever noticed that the air is like, what is it, really, really thin or thick or whatever? Have you ever noticed that every character in game has a breathing problem? Everyone has asthma? You ever watch your character breathe? Boy, they're really struggling. That whole chest, our whole body heaves with each breath that they take. And if you haven't noticed this, this is what I do when I'm waiting for the Zeppelin. After I've just missed it, because you hate that you run up the Zeppelin Tower. This is for us Horde people, by the way. We don't... What do you... What do lines have? Boats? Well, we got Zeppelins. So if you never played Horde... If you've never played Horde, why are you listening to the show? It's for the Horde. No, that's okay. If you never played Horde, that's fine. You can still listen. But waiting for the Zeppelin Tower, this is what I do. I look at my character, because... <laughs> Other than dancing or, or something, they should have, like, you able to play solitaire. You know, whip out a deck of cards, sit down, play some solitaire, play a little poker with other people. That'd be cool. But they have a hard time breathing. Your character's just... <gasps> they're really gasping for air, the poor things. And I, I'm thinking of this just because looking at the picture, they got a little gif going with this walrus person. They got the same problem. They got the same breathing trouble. 
that they are just gasping for air with each breath. So, I don't know, should we have little oxygen masks everywhere we go in, in Azeroth and Outlands? It's possible. I'm just curious about that. Why everyone has such a hard time breathing? But it, there it is. You know, things that you wonder about, about this game. Okay, only me. Anyway, as I had said, that was an aside, and now I will shut up and let us go into our first music break, because I'm sure you really need it. So, into the break, we will go. We are the potato people. We do things with potatoes that you're not supposed to do. We'll do them with you. was just too odd not to play for you. That was just too odd to not put up on the show. I heard that and said, I have got to share that with everyone. And who was that who actually did that song? Why, that was the Peaceful Tadpoles and Potato People. 
You probably sat there listening to that with the same look on your face that I had. This distorted, kind of strange, like, what the hell are you on? I love it, though. It's got a lot of nice kind of free bird 60 quality going on there it's 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 actually very uh different we like playing different things here at for the horde radio but yes you probably sat there with a interesting look on your face as i did when i first heard it but now you're gonna have a different look on your face what look that is we're not 100 percent sure because it is time for Coming to you from high atop the flight point over that livestock pavilion known as Thunder Bluff, it's The View from the Barn with your host, Big V. Big V. Big V. Big V. Couple things. Um, nothing of uh, too uh, high a level of uh, importance or thought-provoking uh, hoo-ha, because let's face it, I'm a tar and warrior. I got an intellect of 29. I'm surprised that I, I'm continent of bowel and bladder, so I ain't got that much. But anyway, what I do have is this. I've rediscovered the warrior. You know, I think I mentioned that last show, that, hey, I've, got, I, I've cranked up the warrior again, and I'm thoroughly enjoying it. Part of that is due to the fact that I changed my spec. And changing your spec, you know, that's kind of like taking a vacation, moving somewhere, because you know, everything's new. The buttons don't do what they used to. They do something different now. Button button number two used to do this. Now it does something else. This will get you killed at some point. <laughs> if you're used to two doing X and then it does Y, you better ha- and you're not ready for it. You better have backup plan. And for a Tauren warrior, it's the stomp. <laughs> stomp and run, baby. There you go. Hope that they don't resist it. If they resist it, just keep going um, as much as you can. Now, with this, I, I respect protection. I was I was a Fury Warrior, and that got me, honestly, that got me a pretty decent way into um, my career. Uh, got me to level 62. So I really can't diss, this, diss that build that much. But, you know, Directionally Challenged, um, our Guild on the Medoran server is really growing by leaps and bounds. And I'll just throw this out there. Thank you to everybody that's come on board because, you know, we're having a great time. But in-game is becoming more of a reality now. Now, we're obviously not there, but, you know, we're getting there. And that made me realize, you can't hold aggro, partner. What kind of freaking warrior are you? And <laughs> that being said, I'm the only warrior that level in the guild. So, high-level warrior... Can't hold aggro. What kind of tank's that going to be? In a word, a crappy one. Yes. That's all one word. Yeah, crappy one. The number one, because I'm elite like that. Okay. I'm all down and stuff. And groovy. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Any, yeah, anyway. Uh, <laughs> I'm a short, fat guy with a beard. Come on. Oh, there's nothing cool about me. As one of my uh, guild members said in um, in guild chat not too long ago, and you know who you are. Uh, I got called an old man. You yeah. did? Old men. Oh, yeah, you're an old man. Old men don't buy, don't get toys. Like, hmm, hmm. <laughs> right, let me just go take my Geritol and be done with it. <laughs> it's 6 o'clock. It's time for me to go to bed after I eat my puree. So, no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got called an old man in guild chat, which is, it was pretty funny. I know, yeah, the guy who did it, hey, got nothing but love. So, anyway, but let's face it, it's the truth. 
<laughs> the truth hurts. Anyway, I digress. So, I think we were talking about me being a crappy tank. Yes. Okay. And I think, <laughs> and I think pretty much everybody in the guild, you know, the, uh, the guys that have been there for a while, they can pretty much attest to that. Because I don't so much tank things. I hadn't so much tank things as I have hit them a few times and watched them run away. You know, which, not terribly effective. I mean, I'm glad we got the pally in there, because the pally can do God's own damage to them. But me? No, just... Hey, come here, you bastard. Schwack, schwack. Oh, there we go. Okay, what, oh, there's a warg. Let me beat that up for a little while. Hey, he's non-elite, too. Take him down. So, and that was pretty much everything up to now. I, re- I respect protection and kind of figured out what my abilities were. <laughs> Holy crap, I can actually hold aggro now. I can't <laughs> believe it. For instance, okay, there we are. Well, where are we? Lubers, I think. LBRS. And we're at the, fi- and we're at the final boss. We've battled our way through those damn spiders, which I don't know why that part of the instance bothers me as much as it does, but it's just like they never quit. I mean, I would rather battle the two-headed battle madge ogres, which I'll talk about in a minute, but, gah, spiders. No one likes a spider. Nobody likes a freaking spider. Then you gotta go get the eggs. And sometimes they explode with a disgusting sound, and I pop more spiders. God. <laughs> Just makes me want to beat up a gnome. Makes me just want to fume. But you know, hey, beating up a gnome, I'm down with beating up a gnome. Yeah, but anyway, so we get to the boss fight, and I say, all right, well, we're clear now. All right, I'm just gonna run up and start spanking him. So I build up my rage a little bit. Rage builds. Rage builds. Uh, (laughs) The cow's getting pissed. The cow's getting pissed. And then with a mighty moo, I take off toward him as fast as. A cow standing upright can go, which is really not that fast. But I get up to him, and I do three or four things. I yell at him. I hit him with my shield. I, you know, I berate his lineage. You know, that whole thing. And I could not believe it. He stuck on me like things I can't say. On but a, fa- a family-type podcast, he, he stuck to me like things that smell bad that you wouldn't <laughs> want to eat. And I was just watching this because I was thinking, okay, about right now is usually when a boss will peel off me and go towards people wearing less armor than I am because I'm just oh, boring. <laughs> I'm not. Ten- I'm not really that threatening. Who's hitting me? Oh, you wearing a cloth? Yeah, come here. And so I have to turn around and run after him, but not this time. No, there was some hate happening. And I was loving every minute of it, because there I was, just swinging, just swinging it, sword and board. There we go. I'm not really one-handed axe. And it's a really slow one-handed axe, too, which is something I'm going to have to fix, because faster axes means more threat. But anyway, I'm just wailing on him, and everybody's standing behind him just throwing stuff. I mean, just blowing stuff up, and it's great. And he goes down, and I'm standing there all proud of myself, going, yep, hell, some aggro there. Yes, I did. You are welcome. And then I realized that there was another ogre that had spawned and was promptly wailing away at everybody else in the party. So I had to go down there, and he was down before I got there. So pretty happy about the respec. <laughs> now it's just learning how to tank. And see, the thing is, you get to this level, and you're kind of expected to know how to do this. But, you know, Blizz didn't set it up like that. You can either survive and do no damage, 
because let's face it, that axe that I got's got great stats on it, but I'm tickling every mob with a feather. Hmm. I mean, I looked at my DPS and it was like eh, 25. Seriously, how the hell do you kill something with 25 DPS? It's like poking it with a stick. I mean, you can do that kind of damage with a tree branch. Here, poke, poke. Ah, huh. oh, you can't hit me though. Clank, poke, poke, clank. Good times. Makes me love them, bitch, I can tell you that. Um, interestingly enough, though, I'm actually doing a little better because uh, every time I'm in a fight with something, it's almost like I'm a pally, except I can't heal myself, which is kind of a drag. But the fights take that long because I'm just not doing any damage. But I've got so much defense and I've got so much armor, they can't kill me. They're hitting me. It's like, why won't you go down? <laughs> And I'm just standing there. Moo! Schwack, schwack, clank. Schwack, schwack, dodge. Go down. Ooh! The cow from hell. I am the cow of doom. Fear my tree branch. Because I'm just going to wear you down. You're just going to get tired of swinging at me. And <laughs> then I'm going to you know, poke you in the eye. So anyway, I can kill more mobs. But it just takes me forever to do it. I mean, it's like I've bubbled or something, you know. Mm. I mean, I keep looking around for a priest or a valley or something. And bing, but no, 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 just a bunch of armor. A lot of heavy metal hanging on the cow. And it looks spiffy. You know, it kind of does look spiffy. I went out and bought, after I respect, I went out and bought all new armor because, you know, I can't wear, you know, last year's duds. I mean, oh my God, I have an image to uphold. Absolutely. That's right, you know. <laughs> so I went to I went to the shop, Crappy Tanks or Us, and got some new duds. So anyway, pretty happy about that. And we'll see. The the problem with learning how to tank at this level is the fact that you really should already know how to tank. But to do that, you will have been playing for about five years because you do no damage. Um, the quest turn-ins are nice, but... So I'm really having to learn how to play all over again because it's with a different focus. You know, tanks are not supposed to kill stuff. Tanks are just supposed to keep pissed off. I can do that now. It's just the matter of learning how to do that, learning how to pull, learning how to gain aggro, things like that that are really sort of uh, not so much mysteries to me, but really kind of big questions that I don't have the answer to. I see like three mobs tearing off by me, and I'm like, okay, I know I'm supposed to get those. Oh, yeah, somebody else got that. Well, crap. Okay. Hey, where's that warg? <laughs> Come here, you. But anyway, it's going it's going well. And hey, everybody everybody in the guild's being pretty patient with me, which is nice. I mean, they're used to me being a crappy tank, so you know it's not really much different. Oh, just, you're not uh, that bad. You're not that bad. All right. What part of that previous part of my previous scenario there was um, inaccurate? Okay, who's the last one to take down the mob in the fight before I respect? That would be me. Everybody else, everything else is dead, and I'm still working on that one. Well, I'm <laughs> just remembering long ago, mm -hmm. long, long ago when we did, oh, what was it, RFK? Okay. Was that the one on the right side of the road or the left side of the road if you're going to uh, Thousand I think, Eagles? I think it was uh, the right side. Okay, yeah. Is that RFK? Okay, there's RFK and RFD. One of, neither one of them are fun. No, but this is the one, it is on the right side of the road. Yeah. If you're coming down, heading towards the elevator. Right. And you go into the square, and there's a lot of undead. Yeah. God, I remember that. Yeah. And I remember it was you, me, and our insane bot priest. Yes. And I just remember a particular fight where 
it was actually one of those, and it happens no matter what level you're at, mm-hmm. where you're like, okay, ready and pull, or go get them. And you get your mob, and then a pack group comes by, mm-hmm. uninvited, of course, mm-hmm. and joins in on the fun. And I think we ended up with like two pat mobs or something, plus our mm-hmm. original mob. And I remember I was in the pally at the time, your big V, the warrior, and our yep. insane Bob Priest, who's wonderful. Yes, <laughs> but it's insane, and we're certain is a bot. And we're certain is a bot, but she's so good at what she does. God, is she? Uh, oh, she's, she's wonderful. I mean, sickeningly good at it. Yeah, she's, <laughs> she just has a very natural talent for it. She's excellent. But I remember, um, I'm trying to keep them off the priest, because these are smart NPCs, and they know who's doing the healing. Yeah. And they will come away and go after the priest. So I'm holding, and now they're undead, so the pally does better with undead. And at one point, you you had like, you know, you're like, oh, can you go get them? And you had like one mob. <laughs> you remember this now, don't you? Yeah, I do. I remember that. <laughs> and I had like yeah, seven. Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> and then I looked over and was like, wow. <laughs> Open mouth, insert hoof. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, sure. You can't go grab that. I'll, yeah, I'll be there in a minute. <gasps> That's what you get. Like I said, didn't know how to do it, and I'm only kind of. I'm, I'm sort of getting it now. So, um, well, yeah, I, I remember that was and that was a weird instance too. Oh, uh, it that, is. Yeah, that was a weird, you know, first um, first area because God, they're everywhere, yeah. and the packs are brutal. Over there, I, re- I remember that, and I remember. I think I said, "Hey, can you go get that?" Uh, no, kind of busy. And I looked over and said, "Or I could come try and get one or two of those off of you, <laughs> <laughs> or I'll just stand here and beat on this one guy for a little bit." <laughs> you know, it's all about the threat. It's all about, it's all about the threat, and it's all about you know the damn you know the mitigation and all those big words that we really don't care about here at For the Horn Radio. But I'll just throw this out to anybody that's listening, anybody that's playing a warrior out there. This reporter has just learned that an unusual turn of events is taking place. A large mass of bunnies are hopping into Thunder Bluff. The Torren Guard has been called out to protect their citizens. Though the bunnies have made no hostile move toward any Torren, they appear to be looking for someone specific. This reporter will try to gain an interview with the leader of this rebel group. Excuse me, can you tell us why you're here? And that concludes our interview. We will bring you updates on these strange events as they occur. We return you now to your regularly scheduled podcast, Already in Progress. And can tell me how to gain aggro on somebody that's run, on a bunch that's running by, or just how to do that more effectively. Please write in because I would love to hear it. I mean, you're going to be making um, you're going to make the world a better place. Consider it missionary duty. Helping out uh, the Wow community. Exactly, particularly me. Helping out the cow. That's right. Sod the Wow community. Help me. And, so, hel- and uh, you're actually helping the rest of us, by the way. That's right. <laughs> you're definitely helping the pally. Uh, and you're helping the priest. 
the insane pot priest. Our insane, the the IPV. That's right. And I'm gonna th- I'm gonna kind of do a shout out here because hey, this is this is the segment that I do. <laughs> and the shout out is this. I want to shout out to uh, my buddy Bone Grinder of the Directionally Challenged Guild on the Medoran server. He, um, our buddy Bone. You you'll remember him because uh, he uh, he uses the call in line. He helped me out. He hooked me up the other day, and it was a very cool hookup too. There I am out in Zangermarsh, and I'm out in Sporagar, which, let me just tell you, Gadman Sporagar, it's a little disturbing. You've got all these little mushroom people running around, and that's just unsettling to me for some reason. I don't know why, but I haven't been able to look a piece of pizza in the face since. And they, there's this quest. And, you know, we've talked about in the past how uh, Blizz will use pop culture and entertainment references and things. And a lot of you probably know the quest I'm talking about, but it's called Bring Me a Shrubbery. Now, if you <laughs> if you type this this into thought, because I had to, because I'm you know a big old moron when it comes to this stuff. If you type this into thought, every all the commentary they don't tell you how to do the quest. Everybody's quoting lines from the movie, and uh, <laughs> and for those of you who have lived under rocks and such, it is from Monty Python and the Holy Grail. But anyway. So, yes, they're talking about, you know, cutting down the mightiest tree in the forest with a herring, you know, all that. I'm like, yes, I know I can sing along, too. How do I do the freaking quest, please? And by the way, where is the underbog? Okay, that is clue one right there. So, I get this quest. I'm like, you know, i got to do this quest. You know, I I have to. And it's like, oh, I only got to get five bushes? Five little hibiscus bushes? (laughs) No problem. Yeah. So, I'm like, where's underbog? So it's, uh, it's in the beginning of um, you know the instance on the right. The instance they said. Ah, what the heck? Let me go, let me go down there. So I swim through the guts of you know Colfrain Reservoir and you know come up and there I go. So I'm like, all right, let me go and get these things. So I get into the instance. Now I'm by my little bovine self here. Hey, see where this is going, don't you? Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. So and here I am. And you know, remember, I'm I'm Billy Badass because I have just respect to protection. Nothing can kill me, except <laughs> except the elite spore bats. I'm standing there, and I look at him like, "Oh, spore bats! I can take spore bats, no problem." And I take an angry step forward, and I mouse over the spore bat, and it said 62 elite. I'm like, "Hmm, I myself am a 62 non elite." Let me just hold off on this for a minute. So I back off as close as I can to the uh, ins- to the instrument instance swirly thing, and I hit my little apostrophe to see which one of my guildies is hanging out there questing or whatever. And I'm looking around. Any add-on? Nope. Shotgun? Nope. Huh. Spooky the warlock on? It's in Saint Bob's recent. Nope. <laughs> who who can help? Bone. Bone can help me with this. So, in the little purple letters I type out, Hey, Bone, you give me a hand? Sure. Alright, Bone rocks. So, I'm standing there waiting, and, you know, we get on vent and everything. He gets there. Now, Bone has just respect. He's respect survival, and he's got a warp stalker for a pet. Which, I'll tell you, that would be like getting a flying mount, I think. <laughs> You know, that's just the pet to have. If you're going to have a pet, by George, get one that can travel through space and time. It is awesome. Oh. I highly recommend it for any hunter, but that's just me. 
You know, seriously, if I could get a non-combat warp stalker, I would. All I've got is like a non, it's like some birds and a spider. Spider. I did a quest for a freaking spider. Spider pet. I think it was the N A S T Y quest in OBRS that I had to go through dang spider level four and get all those dang eggs. Sorry, veins popping out here. Anyway, so Bone shows up. He's got his pet. He's got his new spec. We've got an overconfident cow tank here. Now, do you notice what's missing from all of this? There's not a priest. Yeah, I... I yeah, you're wondering that. Yes. Yeah. Because, you see, you get the big picture. I'm just thinking about the bushes. Okay. And I can see one right behind the spore mats. So, off we go. I'll walk over and I just, I build up some rage. I get mad at the bats and walk up and poke them. Schwack. They were not amused. Neither one of them. Neither of the 62 elites were amused that I came into their instance and poked them with a big, slow, one-handed axe. They didn't care that I had a really nice shield with a lot of cool defense on it either. They didn't care that there was a warp stalker. They didn't care that there was a hunter shooting at them. All they cared about was that we were there, and we shouldn't be. And they commenced to hand us our backsides. Down we go. Boom. Dead. Dead. And I say, hey... Think we might not be high enough level for this. I say this to the level 68 hunter. Yeah, we, no, it's you, cow. You're not ready for this. What the hell are you thinking? So, we run back to our corpses, uh, as, you know, good little, uh, instance people will do, and, uh, say, okay, well, here we are. We wait till it's just one, and we take him down. We take down a spore bat. Lo and behold, there we have one of my hibiscus. We take down the next spore bat, and behind him a hibiscus. So by this time, I have a couple of hibiscus. This makes me happy. I have two shrubberies. We round the corner over there, and what do we see but shambling bog men, bog slayers. And I'm thinking, what the hell is this swamp thing? Am I in a comic book here? What are these things? So we try, and we realize that this was not a great course of action either. So, like any good people, we did what? We ran. Absolutely. We ran like the devil was chasing us. I mean, just shamelessly showed them our heels. And we ran out of the instance. And I look at Bone figuratively and said, hey, you know what? Why don't we just reset the instance? We know these two things. That one of these guys is going to drop one, and there's one back over there. You can re- you can do this a few times before it kicks you out for the day, and I only need three more. So we cheated. Shamelessly. <laughs> we killed the spore bats. We went and got the other thing behind us. Went and poked the shamblers and ran for the door. Got outside the door, reset it, did it three more times. It was a hoot. It was great. I loved every minute of it. And Bone was just the be- he was just the best. I mean, he he sicked that warp stalker on those whatever they were, and then the spore bats. And well, he sicked them on the shamblers, and the warp stalker didn't make it out. I said, dude, did your pet die? Yeah, it, it's not mad at me yet. I'm like, okay, good. We got back. I got to uh, I, I got my shrubberies and. Uh, um, I think we're going to try some of that PvP stuff at some point uh, out there in Zanger Marsh because, you know, we know I've got a fatal attraction to PvP. Um, I can't do it, but there we are. And, you know, I'm, I'm the perfect spec for it now. Um, <laughs> not really. Anyway, so um, big shout-out to Bone. Thanks, buddy. You uh, you got me some XP. You got me some, uh, yeah, you got me some reps. So, hey, 
Thanks, man. And uh, that's my shout out. I haven't right. done Underbog myself. You know, Underbog. It looks like it's pretty cool. It's kind of the the first part of it is pretty wide open. I mean, you know, most instances. I mean, when I think of an instance, I think of Sunken Temple. Yeah, or Ulda, where it's all cramped and nasty, and you aggro everything at once. I mean, there's actually some space to maneuver here, at least in that first hall. You know, with my vast experience with the Underbog. You know, that one time that it was so bloody bad that I kept resetting it. You could get I mean, you could get a party of five in there. There you go. Boom. We're all there, and we got a little elbow room. Now, the shamblers and, you know, the the bog dwellers or whatever those mossy-looking things are, they were all packed in kind of tight. I mean, one kind, one was going to come, they were all going to come. But it was kind of cool. I don't know anything else that's in there, but I'm looking forward to running it again. Bring that in, because she oh, never even did that. Absolutely. And, uh, hey, I'll run for the door again. <laughs> And that was View from the Barn with the Cow of Doom and his big stick. And we thank Big V for doing that for us. You may not know. In fact, I'm pretty sure you don't know. But we have a TV personality who not only plays World of Warcraft, not only listens to For the Horde Radio, but is also in... The same guild I am directionally challenged. I'm not going to tell you who it is because I don't know if they want this plastered all over the place. But I'm bringing this up because of a very interesting story. And I just found out they were a TV personality. I had no idea. They had mentioned last week, like, hey, I'm going to be on TV. Go watch. And I did. I watched. And I haven't run into them since. I have not seen them in-game since, so this is kind of why I I hesitate in giving names and whatnot. I did watch the show. Now, here was the interesting thing. First, it was uh, very cool to hear that, you know, someone you're talking to in your guild's going to be on TV. And we're not talking like a walk-on. We're talking on a show, which was really awesome. Uh, A couple of things was I did not know the person's real name. That's the first thing. I did not know... I I, I mean, I know their WoW name, but I don't know their real name. I did not know their voice because I had never heard them on any kind of event or Skype or any chat channel. And third, I certainly had no idea what they looked like. So here I am watching this show going, now, which one is it? Who is this person? Which one? Hmm. And I'm looking and I narrowed it down to two people. And what I'm looking for, I'm looking at the people... And the first thing I'm looking for are the really dark circles under the eyes that are a clear definition of a WoW player for staying up far too late playing this game. But of course, you know, you're on TV, they put makeup on, so you can't really tell. And I'm looking for the the twitchy mouse hand from clicking, from over-clicking too much. And I, I can't tell that either. And I'm listening to the voice, and I'm trying to imagine hearing that voice on a raid like you know okay pull i'm trying to like you know superimpose all of these wow phrases and whatnot on that voice trying to imagine is that a wow player you know that that one doesn't really look like a wow player maybe it's that one so i think i have now i think i've got it but i don't want to say out of fear of being wrong because that would be bad you say hey was that you and they go no i was the other guy Uh oh so I don't want to say I, I, I'm going to have to run into him in-game 
and and just curb my curiosity because I am very curious to see if I was right. But it was extremely cool first knowing it's like, hey, I was just talking to you last night in Guild and, and one of you is anyway, you're up there somewhere. I'm not sure which one you are, but you're up there on TV, national television. This is so cool. But here's the other thing now that I'm thinking about not knowing precisely which person this was. How many people out there are playing WoW? And we kind of talked about this through a couple of listeners have written in with the same kind of question. How many closet WoW people are there giving you valuable information and you don't know they play WoW? How many people on TV or on the radio or in your day-to-day lives that you are running into that you don't know actually play this game. That would be a very interesting thing, I think, to try to find out. Because like I said, I was trying to imagine this person, like, who looks like a WoW player? And how can you tell? You can't. We blend in. We look like everyone else. Okay, let me rephrase that. Because I have seen some of those pictures from BlizzCon. And some of those people scare me. You've seen some of these people, and, and they kind of frighten me. But for the most part, we look like everyone else. We blend in. They can't tell which one of us are really WoW players. And so I just thought it was kind of an interesting thing. How many people you run into on a day-to-day basis that play this game that you just don't know who you're taking information from and making use of it in your day-to-day lives you and and trusting these people to give you this information and you're making use of it and the night before they were in whatever instance slaughtering raptors or doing whatever and running back from the graveyard and all these other fun things that we do so i just found that really interesting i i just thought it was extremely slick even not knowing exactly who it was just to know well one he is was someone I was just talking to last night, and here you are on TV live. That is so cool. So, very nice. I did catch that. If you are listening to this episode, yes, I caught that. You know who you are. And perhaps we can run into each other in-game, and you can let me know which one exactly you were. And again, I don't want to go plastering names around, especially before I've talked to somebody and asked their permission. Can I plaster your name around? I don't want to do that, because some people are... They don't want it. It's like, so... It's not a big deal. I don't want anyone to know. So I don't want to do that. But I just thought it was really, really slick. So wanted to share that little thing with you and make you wonder. Next time you, you know, go down the street and go to the store, your pharmacist, your banker, you never know who it is. Your doctor. Oh, there's a scary thought. You never know how many wow heads there are out there roaming. We ought to have a secret signal or something, you know, like one of these really cheesy sci-fi films that you catch every so often, like the 1950s something, where they got a light that beeps up every time they come in contact with a, another one of them. be kind of interesting, wouldn't it? Or not. Anyway, so that was the one thing I wanted to talk about because I thought that was slick. The other thing, which has nothing to do with the first, by the way, is absolutely nothing. This is just something that happened to me last night. And it brought up actually an idea. It brought up an idea for an object, a trinket, a thing that Blizz should have in-game, but does not. And I think they should. And I'm curious to know if you agree or not. Let me lay the scene down for you. When in to Strat, many of you will go, why? (laughs) Those who have been playing this game a long time will go, why would you willingly go in there? And the other half of you who 
haven't played it or to know what it is. Strat's an old instance. Old, old, old. For us old-time players, it's a five-man old instance. And it looks like storm wind went to hell. Uh, it's absolutely huge in there. It's like the size of a, of a city that's now infested with undead and, and all these things. So it's kind of, you know, it's kind of cool, but a lot of undead. And we're going through And actually, the reason for it was just to kind of run it. Not even for quests so much. It's just to run it and pick up some loot for, for some of our guildies. And just kind of look around. Just kind of see. Just to do it. And we come up on a boss. Now, I had done strat not a lot. We Even, you know, even back in my day, we didn't run strat unless we had to. Because it's kind of boring. I mean, there's only so much undead you can take in one sitting. And there's a lot in there. So, I kind of had, like, some knowledge. You know, I remember bits and parts of it, but I didn't play it to nauseum that I have some other instances. This one I didn't play as much, so we come upon a boss. And we're down in bosses just because it's like, do we have a quest? No, kill them anyway. They have a name over their head. They must die. You know, we were at that point. And we come to a boss, and I can't remember her name. Uh, she's an undead. Of course she's an undead. She's some kind of banshee ghost lady, and she's hanging up at the top of the steps. And I remembered vaguely this fight and i mean really vague because i don't think we did it because honestly you can kind of clear it and just bypass her and i think that's what we did a lot and after last night i'm remembering why i think i did the fight once and i it was one of those things you ever have this just as just uh, throwing it out there in case anyone would like to chime in with an email to confirm or deny if you've had this where you've played this game for a long time and you come back to an instance like this that you never really did a lot. You come up on something and you know it was bad, but you forgot why. Have you ever had that? I have had this happen a couple of times. It's like, ooh, I know this was bad, but be damned to remember why it was. That actually happened in Scolo. And then I remembered why. We came, just as an aside here, just uh, for instance, we came to the this Rattlecore skeleton room, for those of you who have done Skolo. And actually, it was just me and the insane bot priest. It was just the two of us running it. And we were doing super swell. And we come down, and I look in the room, there's all those skeletons hanging out. And the, uh, oh, they're not actually called Rattlecore. I think the boss himself was called Rattlecore, but they are called something else. And I'm looking at them and I said, oh, Constructs. That's right, they're called Constructs. And I'm looking at them going, I know these were bad. I know when we used to do a five-man in here and we got to this point, everyone went, ugh. But I forgot why we did that. And I pulled one and I remembered why. Because they hit like a freaking Mack truck. And I was 70 at the time. And they hit like a Mack truck. 70s don't hit me this hard. It was awful. I may have even mentioned this story uh, in, in another show. I can't remember. And at 60, they really hit hard. So then it was like, oh, yeah, now I remember. Well, same thing kind of happened with this boss. I'm sitting there thinking, now I know I did this once at least. I think it was just once. And it was bad. But I don't remember why it was bad. I just remember it was. So, all right, let's go. Let's get her. She's got a name over her head. She has to die. And when I start talking about the fight, those of you who have done this are going to go, oh, yeah. So going into this, pretty much all of us blind. I go running in and I start smacking and the pets come charging up and they start smacking and everyone's throwing stuff at her. And then the next thing I see happen is my little pally, because that's who I was running, gets this kind of weird barbed wire kind of circle thing floating around him, and he's possessed and out of my control. And I say to everyone, 
uh-oh, um, I'm possessed, I have no control over him, and I run my mouse over, you know, the, the debuff, as it were, and I see two minutes for this. I'm like, holy cow, two-minute possession? That's an eternity in this game. So basically, the only thing I can do, I'm, I'm, I'm on vent, you know, kill him, kill him, stop him, he must be stopped, I'm apologizing, you know, because it's out of your control. And on one hand, it was really wild to watch your you have you're not doing anything your character's running on autopilot and what i noticed though is my character's running on autopilot doing incredible things it's like now why the hell can i do that why is it when i run him he's gumby but when the computer's in control of him you know he's suddenly the unstoppable hulk running around what the hell i'm watching him flay into people and using all these things, you know, using all these spells and a coordination quickly and healing. Like he's almost down to nothing and he'd cast the heal and boom, full health. Now, granted, okay, he's possessed. So you got a lot of extra things where he's suddenly immune to everything, which is never happens. He's suddenly immune to everything. And that has to do with, of course, the, the whole I am possessing you. I am the NPC. No, I'm not going down easy. But it was kind of like, hey. Now, how come I can't do this with him when it's my turn to play him? Hold up! I do, at one point, the damn thing used my, uh, my lay on hands. I was screaming on the other side. I'm like, you bitch! You used my lay on hands! That's 45 minutes to reset, you bitch! Because it is. It's 45 minutes. What a spell. It's awesome. Uh, for those of you who don't know what lay on hands is, lay on hands is what I consider the pally's last resort in a fight. Because it's a long reset heal. But what it does is it heals any target, yourself or anyone else, for full health and it eats up the rest of your mana. So if you have one mana left, use, and you know, and you're, you or someone you see is about to go down, like, oh, your priest, it's great for that because it heals them full, but it, it'll eat the rest of your mana up. So that's why you use it as a last resort. And at one point, because, I mean, they're just casting everything. My mana's going chunk, 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 you know, right down the line. And I see the computer uses my lay on hands on myself. And I'm like, you bitch, that's 45 minutes to reset you bitch. So I wasn't happy about that. Now, after I get unpossessed, go back to her. She's back to full health. We start doing this again. And then she possesses uh, our warlock. And this keeps going around and around and around. She keeps possessing things. She possessed our priest. It was like, no, not our priest. And we eventually wiped. We, we fought a really good fight. But the problem we kept running into, because we didn't know how to do the fight, was that she, you know, once she depossessed somebody, she's back to full health. It's like, what the hell? So we kind of, you know, after we wiped, we said, gee, maybe we should look this up and did. And discovered, oh, and the, the catch is, by the way, guys, um, when she possessed, if, in case you ever run strat and never have done this, and you come to this, I think it, she's a baroness someone. If you see a ghost lady with a name over her head at the top of a stair, you're going to remember this. I hope you do. And she's going to possess you or somebody in your party, when she does, beat the hell out of the person she possesses. Don't use dots. Just beat the living hell out of that person because when they get down to something like 20%, she will disengage. And when you go back to her, she is at lower health, which is great because then you can kill her. The catch is, though, to try not to kill your party member. When we tried this again, we ended up uh, killing our poor hunter. It's like, she's possessed! Get her! Whack, 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 whack! And, you know, we, she ended up dying. We, 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 maybe we were a little overzealous at that point. We were so ticked off, I think, at uh, the first wipe that we came back and went, okay, you're, you're going down. You're going down, you ghost woman. 
but we got her. So just a, a heads up, uh, information here for the Horde Radio. But here was my idea, thinking about this, because I gotta say, it was really wild just to kind of sit back and watch your character running around doing all these really awesome things. So I thought, say, when you take down a boss of that nature, like a boss that possesses you, quest reward should be the quest reward, you know, if she's a thing and there's a quest, you know, kill this person and you do so. The quest reward should be a trinket, although I do say we do not have enough trinket slots. Two are not enough. Four at least. Please, Blizzard, can I hope you're going to do that? Probably not. Two are not enough. Same thing with rings. It's like, why only two? Most characters have at least three fingers. Could you give us at least two per hand? Four rings would be nice. There's just not... Oh, trinkets really get me, though. Because, especially like Strat or Scolo, you have to put the stupid Argent Dawn commission trinket. You can't just have it in your bag. Oh, no, you have to have it on your person. So there goes an awesome trinket out the window just so you can get rep with the stupid Argent Dawn, if that's what you're doing. So you can get rep and you can get those scourge stones that fall off things. Well, it won't fall unless you have the stupid trinket on. So it's like I lose a whole trinket slot just for this dumb thing that does absolutely nothing for me. Except trigger rep. Is it worth it? Well, it depends. But that's another story. Anyway. But I think a cool reward in that thing would be a trinket that, when you use it, allows the spirit, let's say. Let's say you've captured that person's spirit and it's locked in this trinket. When you use it, let's say for 30 seconds, you willingly allow yourself to be possessed by this entity and watch them do this incredible damage for 30 seconds. And then, of course, we need to have a long cooldown. We need at least an hour plus cooldown because otherwise it would just totally wreak havoc. It would have to have a really, really long cooldown and a very short duration. See, I'm trying to think a lot, you know, in actuality where this is a possibility, guys. But I think that'd be kind of cool to willingly allow yourself, you know, to open the trinket and have this entity, you know, possess you for 30 seconds. And just watch them run around wreaking freaking havoc. Because they're running this better than, you know, I can. They can, you know, computer can press more buttons than me at one time. And I thought that'd be kind of a cool thing. And I'm wondering what you would think. I'm wondering if you think that would be a cool thing. And also, if you think we need more trinket slots, because boy, I sure do. Four is not enough, but four would be better than two. You know, ten would be nice. How many trinkets? Think about this. How many trinkets do you have that you run around with in your bag? At any given point, I know I've got, my hunter has got, you know, an 18 slot bag. Half of that is filled with trinkets. And it depends on what she's doing. I mean, you do have your favorites. Let's face it, you have your favorites. But there are some like, oh, what the heck is it? It's a PvP reward where it's kind of a pain in the butt. It's kind of like, eh. You can unstun yourself when you use it. You, If you're stunned, it'll unstun you. The damn thing has got like a 15 minute cooldown or something it's it's a really long cooldown but in a pinch it's good so i mean she walks around with that she definitely walks around with her ani key i won't even put that in the bank i won't even put it in the bank plus it has nice fire resistance if you ever run into something you go hey i need some fire resistance Boink. but she walks around with her ani key she will not put it away i worked too hard for that but she's got a ton of trinkets in her bag and I can only wear two at any point. I hate it. So let us know what you think of that. What you think of my idea about having a, a little small possession take place? I think that'd be kind of cool, actually. Let the computer take over for, you know, 30 seconds. Let it run all your bells and whistles and stuff. I think that'd be neat. Can wreak havoc really quick. And of course, again, our uh, secret celebrity, our secret TV celebrity, who plays WoW, which is really cool. 
again, I say. Anyway, so that's uh, some topics I wanted to cover here. But now we're going to go into our second music break. Yes, we are. So enjoy. Derek James and Free Love. We got a kind of a theme going with our music here, you think? I think. Got this kind of 60s thing happening here. Free Love and Potato People. Ooh. Anyway, both, by the way, are available on GarageBand, which the website will be up on, well, our website, but it is www.garageband.com. So here we are at the last part of our show. And, wow, we have a lot to cover. As we always do when we come to the last part of the show, there's always so much to go over. But we are going to jump right into it, and we're going to get to the first thing we're going to get to. I I have to admit, it's becoming one of my favorite sections of the entire show. And, you know what, I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to tell you why right now. I'll tell you why later. But, here we go. (laughs) 
We come before you today to pay tribute to more outstanding players. Today's tribute is about players who give of themselves selflessly, without fanfare, without applause, and had it not been for those who were fortunate to cross paths with them, we would never have known of their generosity. Our first tribute goes to Bone Grinder. On Mandarin server. And this was brought to our attention by Windbite, who said, When I reached level 40, I was smoothly asked by this player, how much gold I had saved up for a mount. While I was saving up for it, I found a large lump, 100 gold, in my mailbox within the next hour. It was merely Bone Grinder wanting to help out a guildie. I doubt he has bragged, but I believe such an act of generosity shouldn't go unspoken. Our second tribute goes to Zeus of the Alpha Centauri Guild. This was brought to our attention by Steve Caesar of the Mandron server. I was running ramparts in Outlands with a level 70 priest. We got to talking and we talked about how I had 250 gold toward my 60 mount and how I needed 200 more. Well, right out of the blue, he gives me 205 gold. These acts of generosity are inspirations to us all when total strangers can hand over gold that they have earned, expecting nothing in return. So to you, Bone Grinder, and Zeus, both on the Mandarin server. This is why you are this week's Outstanding Players. Can you see why this is rapidly becoming my favorite section? I absolutely love hearing that. I love getting emails that are talking about that, that are talking about players doing awesome things. Yes, it's fun to hear about players when we trash, well, mostly Alliance, because, well, that's what we do here at For the Horde Radio. But it is so cool to hear great things about other players. So thank you both, Windbite and Steve Caesar, for bringing Bone Grinder and Zeus to our attention. If you know an outstanding player who has done something, what, what do you feel is extraordinary? Something like that. Or going out of their way and helping you without being asked. Or, or, or something of that nature. Please let us know. Please let us know and nominate them to be an outstanding player because, again, that is rapidly becoming my favorite section to do for this show. And now we're going to go into our next segment, which is... Is up! Give us the blog, man. Don't make us come and get it. 
is the blog from Zog, who writes, As always, thank you for having me as part of the podcast. I'd like to take a brief moment to thank Auntie Ed, Big V, and all the listeners of FTH Radio. I've said it a million times now, but it doesn't get old. You guys are the best. That is in quotes, by the way. So, as stated in the last Zog blog, I have finally breached the dark portal and set forth into the lands beyond Azeroth. So there I was, in front of the mighty dark portal, giddy as a child in a candy shop. On a scale of one to ten, ten being the best, one being the worst, my enjoyment levels were about a nine. A good guildy, precaution, decides to document the moment with a photo of me dancing in celebration. More confetti. What I think he failed to capture, though, was the look of horror plastered on my face once I reached the other side. But while I'm gawking at the scenery and the infernals that are big enough to make Godzilla jealous, Precaution jumped through and began dragging me to key quests and destination points. So we reached Thralmar, where I am met up by the highest-ranking officer in the guild at the time. I felt like a royal escort. Here I was, the lowly, well, I'm actually a god, but that's a secret, shifty eyes. Zog of XP being escorted by some of the best players this side of the server. I am thrilled. Until I hear, so, uh, Zog, when are you going to get squished? The first thing that comes to my mind was, uh-oh. Soon after, I hear similar phrases from everyone in the group. Some popular ones, such as, Come on, man! You're not cool unless you get squished! And, Get squished, man! Try a little fell reaver! Everyone's doing it! And so on and so forth. Naturally, I'm not a conformist. So I try to fend them off with my little pre-BC illusionary rod. More on that rod later. But it's no use. So I put my foot down. I will not get squished, okay? They say, we'll just take you to Falcon Watch. They lie. They lie like Blizzard lies about release dates. But being the gullible person I am, I go for it. So off we go towards Falcon Watch We Stride. When I notice the ground shaking slightly, I look to my left and there, walking, is a monster that the Cloverfield creature would be jealous of. It's the Fell Reaver. He doesn't see me. I think I'm okay. And then I notice it attacking another fledgling of the Outlands. The poor little alliance was crushed, but my guild goes after the Fell Reaver anyways. Meanwhile, I'm thinking, how nice! They're taking it on to make sure I don't get squished. Wonderful! And so they fight it and wage battle. And I'm cheering them on because in my current state, I'm more useless than a gnome at a basketball competition. And then it started coming toward me. And then it was black. I didn't even know that shade of black existed until he stepped on me. It was like I was alive. Well, undead, and that I was dead again. Bad analogy. But the result was that the game isn't real, and it still hurt that I got stomped on so bad. Ouch. But I resurrected and continued on. I quested and battled for two more levels until I reached a foul, foul, foul abomination known as the Boiling Blood. 
Now, I won't go into too much detail, but let me just say that chain made me want to off myself from wow. I would have had more fun watching a cow give birth to twins than to have to do that chain again. <laughs> I have to laugh at that because I've talked about that quest myself. We won't go on any further about it, but we will continue with Zog's blog. I'd like to break away briefly to talk about the illusionary rod. I don't know what it is, whether it's a phase, but everyone, it seems, at one point has one. I had mine from level 20 or 30. The actual level escapes me currently. You don't want it. Nobody really wants it. But you have it. And for some reason or another, no weapon seems to outdo it until you hit somewhere in the 50s. This weapon was the bane of my existence. No matter what I farmed or what I ran, I could not find a replacement. So when I got my first weapon that you get straight out of Thralmar, it was like handing me the key to the city. I felt so happy just to see the pixels change on my screen. I'm sure there are many weapons and armors like this in the world of Warcraft. I'm sure at one point, at one time or another, there has been an item you loathe, but you cannot get rid of. In any case, your thoughts on that, and anyone who wants to input their story or hatred for a certain item can send their thoughts in too. So then, there I was, hardly breathing after finishing the Boiling Blood quest. I tell you, the only thing Zog wanted to do was to go to a freaking inn and drink till his eyes glowed cross-eyed. And that's when it hits me. I still haven't been to Shatrath City. Personally, I'm one who likes to earn his way to things. So I never took any portal to the city, but having dinged my 60th level, I decide I'm strong enough now to trek my way to the pinnacle of the Outlands. And so I corpse drag, and at last I reach the city. At first, I couldn't see why anyone would have a sore of lag. And then it hit me like a moving train hits a rabbit. It was like a bomb went off on my computer. I half expected the thing to explode. It took me half an hour to reach the central area for the Shatar. Half an hour! And from there, it took me another 20 minutes to reach the Flight Master and port my way out of there. 20 minutes! I could have gone to Starbucks and back. I could have cured cancer by the time it took my computer to sort itself out. It was madness! Madness! This was not Sparta! This was just madness! I suppose attempting to survive wow lag with a laptop wasn't the most genius idea. But still, 20 minutes? In any case, I doubt you'll see me in chat again anytime soon. I suppose I'll eventually have to choose between the Aldor or the Scryer, but for now I'll take my chances with the Fell Reaver. That concludes the Zog blog for the day. Thanks again, FTH Radio, for everything, and here's hoping you guys have a wonderful day. Strength and honor for the Horg, Zog of XP. And we thank Zog for sending in that blog. We love the Zog blogs. First, huge congrats on making it out to Outlands. I know you had mentioned that in your last blog, but you have officially gone through the porthole, and isn't it cool? And two, I've mentioned both the Reaver and the Boiling Blood. <laughs> See, now you're part of the, of, of the group. You're, you're now, like, on the inside. You're now on the know. You can speak from experience. You just don't have to take word for it now. You can, you, you can say, oh, yes, I know, and not just ponder about it. And this is for anyone 
who has done it. You're in on the in-group once you have done those two things, getting stepped on by the Reaver and the boiling blood. Until you have done those two things, you're not officially, you know, into your 60s. Even if you are, even if you're 70, if you haven't done those two things, you're not quite officially there. Only us really insane players have done those two things. But you mentioned about items. I had, I wouldn't say it was, well, this was actually really more of a cosmetic thing, I'll admit. And, you know, I don't even know what the name of the, they were, but I got them from my hunter when she was at level 70, found them on the auction house. They were a steal, and I forgot what they were exactly. Uh, they were boots. They weren't boots. They were socks. Now, granted, trolls do not have that special thing like, oh, feet on the end of their shoes for some bizarre reason. Before the auctioneer gives them to you, he cuts the feet out. But they were socks, and they were the most ridiculous-looking things in the world. They had nice armor, fabulous agility, strength, stamina, and attack power. These were killer boots for a hunter. They were killer. They had everything. The only thing they were lacking was intelligence. They were great. I loved them. And they looked ridiculous on her. And I thought, well, I can get past the ridiculous looking thing for stats like these. Because nothing was beating them. Nothing. Even blues I was seeing for reasonable prices on the auction house weren't cutting it. They, they weren't beating these out. But she looked so ridiculous. She was getting snickered at behind her back. I know it. I had to replace them. I had to replace them because I couldn't stand it anymore. I, I couldn't. I should have taken a picture before I did this. Actually, what she ended up doing was buying, and they're not a set, but they match beautifully. Um, a pair of pants and boots that the way they looked at, they look like a set, but they're not. They're two totally separate pieces of armor, which is cool. You ever have that? And it's like, oh, they match. And I know to a lot of players, the matching doesn't matter. They're like, so what? It's pixels. To me, it's important, especially I think when you're 70, it's like, look, I have achieved this level. I have wasted hours upon hours upon hours of my time playing this game to achieve this level. I should at least look cool. If nothing else, I should at least look the part. I don't want to look like some, you know, level five when they dress you funny. No, it's not fair. Shouldn't have socks. And you know what I mean when I say socks. They don't look like boots. They're really, especially a little spindly troll legs with the big feet. Oh, no, these looked horrible. I think they were greaves or something. They didn't actually call them boots. They called them greaves. And they, they didn't look like boots. And you know what I'm talking about. If you've ever bought or have seen, they look like knee eyes. They were ugly. And, of course, she's wearing these big, bulky male armor pants that the way the animation set it up, it looked like she tucked them into these things. It was horrible. It was horrendous. I had to switch, and I did. So if any of you at, which is a great question from Zog, if any of you had or have an item, an armor piece, a weapon, something that you have and you don't know, you hate it, you can't stand it, you've had it for so long, but nothing is beating it out, either due to stats or just due to cosmetic reasons or whatever. Let us know. Send us in an email, please. And we'd love to hear your story and we will definitely read it out on our next show. And once again, thank you, Zog, for your blog. Now, Auntie Ed has to admit a faux pas on her end. We like to do some shout-outs. And I have been doing shout-outs for those members who have come over and joined the Directionally Challenge Guild. Well, as it was bound to happen, I missed 
two players. And I am very sorry that I missed you guys because you're both awesome. And I apologize that I have I have missed you. So here and now, I want to give a nice shout out to Rudelia and Blood Elfish, aka Claudius, both for joining Directionally Challenged. So I apologize that I missed you too. And huge shout out for joining the guild. And you guys are great. I appreciate it. And actually, what we're going to do is read you before we even get into the official. This this is how much we at For the Horde Radio are 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 chagrined at this. We're reading your emails first. We're not even going to launch into the official reading of the emails yet. Yours are coming first because that is that is how sorry we are. So the first email, this is from Rubdelia, who has an update on the Whisker situation. On the Whisker, who is a hard little gnome that, that we have heard about in the past. And we have an update on Whisker. And he writes, Whisker had done wrong. And it is not just to me I found out. Whisker had weaseled his way into other people's pocketbooks. Four of them resided inside my guild, but I had no clue about the problem many others in the realm. However, we whispered him, and he said he had a problem with rolling on need, and when I confronted him about this, he weaseled his way to the other side of the argument and made it so that I was the bad guy for telling him he had stolen a lot of gold, and not just from me. In this course, he tells me off and puts me on ignore along with my others in the guild. The good news is that one of my guildmates turns out to be a smooth talker in our advantage. She whispers the guildmaster, and she gets Whisker booted. Whisker would then join another guild with the same result. Every four or five guilds he would join and somehow make it back to Amarok's shakes, but will be booted once again. Hopefully soon he will give up for good and will die a painful, gnome-punted death. In other news, I recently found out that my friend played WoW, but not honestly. He informed me that he played on a private server, and with a little discussion, he told me it was awesome with all his donor gear. I asked him what that was, and he said it was gear that he paid for on the website that hosted this realm, with most of the stuff giving over 200 to all stats. I checked the website for the private server, and they were making a lot of money in a real life this way. So, not only are the servers playing for free, the hosts are making money off of their commands to make armor. Hopefully, I will eventually get this friend to convert, but the items I saw that he had made make me feel that the effort will be wasted. Thank you for sending in the update, and that's really too bad about the uh, the private server, but of course, you know, they got to tempt the players and, and keep them in there, but thank you for sending that in, and again, I apologize that we missed you on the last show, but glad we caught you on this one. And we also have an email from well, Sauron, who is Blood Elfish, and Claudius, who actually, last show I had mentioned uh, about escort quests, as, as some of you may remember, and I said, if anyone actually likes them, let us know. Well, Sauron likes them, and explains why. Why I love escort quests 
sounds kind of like the, you know, what I did on my summer vacation. What I, why I love escort quests. One, you get huge experience. For example, 25,000 XP for all three chicken escort quests. And you get a mechanical chicken. Two, the rewards are nice. For example, Escape from Skixies. The quest gives you 11 gold for a simple escort, and it's daily. Number three, they are a challenge. It makes me think about what you need to do to complete the quest without getting your ass handed to you. The only escort quest I didn't like was the escort in Swamp of Sorrows, because the guy purposely walks into any mob that's alive instead of taking the direct path in front of him. At least, it seems that way. No, he did. And you know what? From my experience, 99% of them do the same thing. But Sauron gives three very valid reasons as to why he personally likes escort quests. I still hate them. I stand by that. I think they suck. But you do have very good points. The chicken quests. Oh, my God. The mechanical chicken. You know, anytime I see one of those stupid beacons, I scream and run in horror. I hate the chicken quests above all else. I think those are probably my worst of all escort quests. And again, Soren, I'm sorry we missed you on the last uh, show, but thank you for calling it to our attention and for sending this in. Also, and this was, this wasn't missed. It was just that the last show was running, for those of you who downloaded it, uh, episode 15 ran long. Far longer than any other show I've done so far. And it was running so long that I was really panicked about it running too long. I was really, like, trying to squish it as close as I could. Just because I don't want you sitting there going, oh, my God, when is this over? So, Sauron did an excellent little mashup for us. And I didn't play it only because, not because I didn't like it or anything, but because I just was going crazy trying to get the show out on time. But you know what? We're playing it for you right here, right now. So, 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 so there I was, recently rolled a baby. I was all smiles at this point. Tell one of the founders and senior members of the guild to suck your... Come on, you're mean. No, no, not tonight. And then he comes out with suck my... And it took us both a little... You know, liquor up there in between. Gotten hit on a couple of times. Pat walking past the Azeroth construction workers, you know. Hey, there's a cow butt in my way. All I can see is cow butt. <laughs> I'm dabbing a ball. I wish my, sh- my my sheep lasted a little longer. Of course, by the time it gets longer, I think it's still going to be proportionally short. Well, I'll tell you, sheep is really important in a, in a, in a race. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing how it would be. I've been playing the all pretty hard here lately. Um, the cow's kind of been in the barn for a bit. Yeah, I mean, really flogging the alt here. I tried the druid, and... Well, I had a druid laying around, and I just couldn't make it work. Sauron. Excellent, excellent mashup. So cool that you did that. Thank you so much. And again, sorry we missed it on the last one, but dang it, we got it out on this one. Now, before we go into our official reading of the emails, we actually have a call-in. And this is just a little update 
from our friend Eskimog, who you may remember I mentioned on the last show, very, very sadly, has been playing with his friend over on an alliance, trying to be a good friend, and he is a good friend, but he called in to give us an update on how he's doing. What's up, FTH Radio? What's up, Direction the Challenge? If you haven't seen me on, I'm Esk. I'm FTH Radio's favorite UC Hood behind Big V, of course. Uh, well, I hope all the guild is doing awesome, and I hope you and Big V are having fun. Big V, get your ass to something. And I hope the guild is doing good. You see there, he's out-leveling me, of course. And my friend that started playing, he's level 22 now. And our other friend is level 50 already. And it skipped like a week of school to play. And that's not good. But anyway, I'll probably call a little later on the week just to follow up with other topics. See you later. What's up, FTH Radio? It's us once again, calling from about two minutes ago. Well, um, I forgot to add that I'm going, I'm probably going to get Warcraft 3 around Easter, and I was just wondering everyone's take on Warcraft 3 and if it's worth it to buy and or play through all of the races, classes, whatever. And, you know, that's why the subscription's ended. I really want to learn about the lore. I mean, in the past couple of days, I've just been like a war buff. I can't remember the listener's name, but you're amazing for learning all that stuff. And, um, yeah. So there goes my question of the three weeks that I usually have. And I'll catch you later with a, another phone call from me. So about the H Radio. It is Ask, and I'm calling just kind of say, I'm kind of wanting to say just, hey, I'm really bored, you know, and, okay, yeah, I wanted to call about that, um, letter, or whatever Canny got, yeah, I think it was Canny, I'm not sure if he even said, actually, it was Canny, I know it was, because she said something about guilt chatting, but, and she's like, hey, um, how do you copy something that you got in a whisper to someone else, and I was like, I don't know, anyway, I'm just calling to say hey, and saying that the alliance is bad, and I rolled an undercover private alliance, and let's just say that they're even worse. Just let me say that 25 noob 70s, a new, a bunch of noob 70s trying to take out Illich, or Yadin, or I don't even know how you say it. Wait, we didn't even get there. We didn't even get to the first boss, because everyone aggroed. The trash mobs. Yes. Just terrible. Yeah. And guess, who, guess what most of them were? Gnomes. Yes, the dreaded genomes. <laughs> anyway, so uh, I guess I'll catch y'all later for another call from Eskimo. And those were several calls from Eskimog. So first, thank you for calling in. It was great to hear from you. He actually did have another call, but uh, sadly, Esk, I couldn't hear a thing you were saying on that. All I heard was... And that was it. I couldn't hear anything you were... And and you in the background going... I couldn't understand a thing. So I'm so sorry that one didn't make it up. But we got the other ones. So very cool to hear from you. In answer to some of your questions, you asked about Warcraft 3. Well, personally, that's how I got hooked on Warcraft was through Warcraft 3. So personally, if you haven't bought it already, uh, I say get it. Just because it's a lot of fun. 
And if you're wondering who our lore buff is, that is, or was, Corlina. She has changed her name, but she will always be Corlina. And uh, I hope she's still listening. And if you have any specific questions, please feel free to ask. And this, of course, goes to anyone. She offered her lore services to us here at For the Horde Radio. And we would like to make use of them because she knows her stuff. I just got to know through osmosis, just through playing, but she really, like, knows this thing, these things. So any lore questions, please throw them in. And if Corlina still has, is offering her, her lore services to us, we will definitely ask her for uh, elaboration on any questions you have. But personally, I think Warcraft 3 was a lot of fun. Totally different gameplay, by the way. It is not an MMO. It is not. It, it's strategy game. So it's a totally different form of gameplay, which you may or may not like. I personally like that. Thought it was a lot of fun and just in general a lot of fun. And it gives you a nice flavor for Warcraft. So highly recommend Warcraft 3 to anyone who just wants to play. But thank you for sending all that in. And so glad to hear how you're doing. And please keep in touch. We interrupt your podcast to bring you this special report. We have just been told that 200 mechanical yetis have been let loose in the Ashenvale Forest and that the number is still climbing. Could this be retaliation for the chicken onslaught? We will take you now live to Court, who is on our newscopter. Court, what can you see? I'm not going in that thing. You're supposed to be in the air reporting to our listeners. I am not getting into that thing. Our listeners need to know what's going on. Then let them come out here and look. Court, get in the copter. You don't pay me enough to get in that. I don't pay you at all. My point, exactly. But what about our listeners? Give me the mic. There are yetis in Ashenvale Forest. Be part of the action. Come out here and look for yourself. There. But Court... You go up in that damn but, thing. Um, we'll bring you updates on these events as they happen. We'll return you now to your regularly scheduled podcast already in progress. Okay, gang, here we go. At long last, it is time for the... Reading of the email. Yes. Emails. Always love emails. We have quite a few, which is fabulous. I didn't say awesome, did you know? I said fabulous. We are going to start out with an email we got from Link on the Mandron server. This is a great email. And I think you're going to agree that this is a great email and a great story. Link says, thank you so much for making this podcast. I started listening in late February, and I can't wait until the next one. I want you to know it is you that have converted me. I used to be a night elf hunter. When I started listening to some of the things you were saying, I started to realize them happening all around me. Constantly, I was getting lobies crying about the dead mines, and, oh, please help me with Hogger, and help me with this and that, and it just got to be too much. I understand that low levels need help, but come on. I also noticed someone aggroing monsters to me and watching as I died, finished them off, and skinned them all. Really? Where are your manners? Unfortunately, I didn't get a name. So I have deleted my character on the Nordrasil server and made a new one on the Mandaron server. 
My character's name is Link. I am level 15, and I am enjoying the change in scenery on Horde territory. Back in Tresadil, it's just all purple and black. But in Horde, people are nice and very helpful. Thank you for turning me to the light. Thank you, Link, for sending that in. I was so psyched when I saw that. I was so psyched. That is so cool. We have converted someone to the Horde. And you are not the only person that I have heard from who has converted to the Horde and said, people are really nice and helpful. Like, it's a surprise. They are. Why do you think we enjoy being on the Horde side? It's brown. It's not purple, but it is brown. But it, it is. a lot. Most people I noticed on the Horde myself are, for the most part, pretty helpful and, and get along with you pretty well. Not all. Not all. No side is 100% innocent on this. Not all, but for the most part, people are very cool. So we are so glad to have you on the Horde. I have not run into you yet in-game, mostly because I have been consumed with getting this podcast out. But I will definitely be looking for you when I am. Thank you for sending that in. See, I told you that was a good one, didn't I? We have an email from Shinrak on the Bronze Dragonflight server, who writes, First of all, I want to thank you all for the podcast you've made. I love your podcast. But the reason why I mail is a story. I quit WoW for a while, but I'm starting to miss it, so I'm going to play again. Usually I wait for a while before I update my account. In that period, I watch some WoW videos on YouTube to get the feeling back. In this case, feeling means missing the game and crave for some minutes of WoW so that you will play and level like a madman when you start playing again. Most of the time, those short videos are really enjoyable. But then I saw something. Usually, there is a window on the YouTube page with related videos. So I scrolled down and I found some videos about a scam in World of Warcraft. Curious as I was, I watched the video. And what I saw was crazy. In the video, a human warlock exactly tells what to do to fool other players. He obtained a small, lustrous pearl for 80 silver. After this, he sent in the following message into the trade channel. Want to sell righteous orb. He only had to wait until someone whispered to him when he made the deal to sell the fake orb for 10 gold. He said he was busy, so he would send the orb via the mailing system after the victim sent the money. After he got the money, he'd send in the fake orb. The only thing he had to do was change the name of the mail from Small Lustrous Pearl to Righteous Orb. The icons look almost the same. In the comments, the jerk told how you can't get banned for this. What this player did was a crime. And I was kind of shocked that someone would do this. He just destroys the game just to get more gold. That's why I did some research. The stupid scammer put the name of his character and the server in the video. So I want to call out Wilkinbane. He plays on the Bronzebeard server. So please go visit his YouTube channel. And since he cannot get banned, let him have it so he puts the video off the net because he inspires other players to do these things. I also noticed something special in my research. The scammers are always allies. But why are the clever hordes harder to deceive? Are most horde players normal and just want to enjoy the game in the honest way? I don't know. Thank you for your time and keep up the good work. Victory for Sylvanas. 
again. That's from Shinrock on the Bronze Dragonflight server. That's not the first time I've heard that. First, thank you for sending that in. Because to those who don't know, yeah, there's a lot of other players scamming players. And these aren't gold farmers or anything like that. These are just idiots and jerks. I have heard of this. In another format, I have heard of people doing this. The other format I have heard about with this is... They'll do the same thing. They'll advertise for a really rare item, and they'll put it up for for the item. If it was a genuine item, it'd be like really cheap, like you know, fifty gold for something really rare. But you can't find this for fifty gold anywhere in game. This is awesome. And the trick is, somewhat, what some will do is gift wrap it. They'll gift wrap it, and they'll say, "Look, I'll send this to you. Hey, you can send it COD." So they'll gift wrap a piece of fuzz that they picked up in game gift wrap it, mail it to the person, COD, person sees a little gift wrap package, sends the money, opens the package, and gets a piece of fuzz. I've seen that take. I've also seen where they'll send you stuff. I actually had this happen to my Huntor mentor. Say that ten times fast. My Huntor mentor, on my old, old, old guilt, who I have mentioned this, but he got taken for a scam when it was it was something where he wasn't re- you got to read your mail and he didn't read it clearly and and he thought somebody was sending him money and instead they were taking it and he lost something like 200 gold got to read your mail so just a heads up to anyone out there you got to be careful because there are some devious sneaky jerks out there who will try to put one over on you so be warned and thank you Shinrak for sending that in and it's a shame that Blizz finds nothing wrong about it their whole stance is you know buyer beware but it is too bad but everyone else be careful with your hard-earned gold we have another email this comes to us from steve caesar on the mandaron server who writes annie ed okay i got a doozy for you i'm in outlands doing the quest birds of a feather i was just about done right when i was getting the bird to finish the quest a 70 night elf hunter runs past and plants a snake trap at my feet now i've been trying to finish this quest for a while her snake trap killed me naturally so i thought i'd be smart and ask in general for help a level 70 orc rogue ghost watcher joined me and for a while we were okay but then it all changed she once again ran past this time he sapped her but then a level 70 human rogue a level 70 gnome rogue and a level 70 druid not sure on race since it was in purple cat form actually if it was an alliance just as an aside steve it's a night elf attacked us needless to say we died horribly i was about to give up but i needed to get this quest done and i'm saving up for my 60 mount well we got a 62 tauren warrior to join us so at least i could have a chance of finishing the quest i got it done but then died to make this a shorter story they kept killing us and camped our corpses taking turns spitting on us dancing on our bodies and making rude gestures this lasted for a good two hours straight well i thought i was being smart resing at the graveyard at falcon watch but i was wrong they raided falcon watch and killed the npcs the quest givers and us again i'm lying dead waiting for them to leave as i type this now and as to not make it worse i got a repair in the minutes before their raid on falcon watch before i repaired all my gear was red and broken 
To fix it took all my gold. Now I need to start saving up all over again. I save their names in case anyone sees them and wants to extract a very bloody revenge for me. Please feel free to spit on them and kick the gnome. Nyria, the level 70 night elf hunter on the Monotani Guild. Lasher Vacano, the level 70 druid. Jinra, the level 70 human rogue, also the Monotani Guild. And Smalls, with a Z at the end, the level 70 gnome rogue, the Raider's Coven Guild. I just looked, and Nyria is sitting next to me, so I may be here for a while. For the Horde, for life. Steve Caesar. Ah, you know, I, being a hunter, I love the snake trap in fights because it's really cool and handy and I really like it. And having said that, I having read yet someone else getting ganked by a freaking alliance hunter and their snake traps, I want Blizz to take it out, replace it with something else or fix it so it doesn't do that. It's not beyond their capability, I think, to fix that. Does anyone else think so? I don't. It, it bugs me so bad that they are not fixing it. Are they just not getting complaints? Is that it? Maybe we should start complaining on a regular basis, guys. Maybe that's it. Because I know we complain to each other. But I'm wondering if we're, we're not complaining to the right people here. Because in fairness, if they don't know, they can't fix it. I'm wondering if they do. I'm betting they have. But you know what? I put this to you. Anyone who's been ganked by a snake trap, which from what I'm hearing is a good deal he is, myself included, start calling it in. Start writing a GM every single time it happens. And maybe something will be done about it. Because personally, um, like I said, I love the snake trap as a hunter for soloing. It's great when you have a situation where it's like you need that extra bit of like oomph. Oh, I love it. But I'd rather it be taken out and replaced with anything else than to keep putting up with this alliance nonsense. Because isn't it amazing? It's the alliance who find the way, the loophole. You know, there was a time and it actually got fixed pretty quick. Which is kind of why I'm wondering why this hasn't. Before Burning Crusade, they made it so rogues could disarm hunter's traps. Fine. I'm all for it. I, I, hey, you know what? You're a rogue. I'm a hunter. Rogues disarm traps. You should be able to disarm mine. Fair enough. In a PvP situation, here's what was happening when this first came out. They were able to disarm the hunter traps regardless. I remember I had this happen to me. I was out fighting in the plague lands and I smacked down a trap. I'm out soloing, so I send my pet in and as a little added insurance, I dropped a trap in front of me. And so while I'm there firing away, engaged in combat, a night elf rogue, what a shock, comes running by, disarms my trap, and leaves. It was like, excuse me? I mean, that was just rude. I, oh. What I ended up doing was, like, trying to hunt her down after that. And had I snake trap, I probably would have used it. But you know what? That got fixed within, like, a week. Within a week of it coming out and that little faux pas. And you know what? It's amazing how <laughs> it's the Alliance who find it. Like, they have nothing else better to do. I am so sick of the snake trap nonsense that I want them to take it out. And I think if you're tired of it, too, we got to start opening our mouths and we have to start saying something to the right people. So you know what? <laughs> Bug a GM. Start sending in those little reports to a GM going, you know what, Blizz? You know what? This may not be the place, but God knows if you put it up on the forums, no one will find it. You got to do something about the snake traps because this is interrupting gameplay. This is damn near grief playing. It's nonsense. And, and this story you just sent in, Steve, that is grief playing. And I'm sorry I had to put up with that. 
Uh, but if anyone sees these buggers, please kill them because God knows I will. We have another email. And you know what? Before I read this email, I'm going to make a, a little small announcement because when I got this, it, it not that it hadn't dawned on me before this, but it was like, wow, this is awesome. I think the Blossom and Blood Guild on the Draenor server is going to be the patron guild of For the Horde Radio because you're going to be hearing as we continue with emails, so many of their members listen to the show, which is so cool. So, yes, we are making the Blossom and Blood Guild on the Draenor server, the patron guild of For the Horde Radio because you guys are awesome. And we have an email from... Mugarm, who writes, I had a gold beggar recently who ran up to me and started asking if I had one gold for him. First of all, I didn't know he was talking to me specifically, so I just answered with four question marks. The next thing I knew, he said those words, do you have one gold for me? At this, I thought, oh God, not today. Remembering back after listening to all of your shows a few times all of them. I, too, used a tip from Auntie Ed and tossed it to the poor, unsuspecting gold beggar. I gave him a reply of, I don't know, have two gold for me? It got quiet, and he just walked away, probably to find another unsuspecting player, another person saved from those pesky gold beggars. Thanks, Andy Ed. Winks with a thumbs up. I'm also sending a screenshot so you can warn those he might approach. Hope to hear your next show when it's up. And he did. He sent a very nice picture, which we're going to put up on the website. And thank you for sending that in. And thank you for listening to the show. I can't believe you heard him like a couple of times, which is great and scary all at once. And, you know, Blossom and Blood Guild, patron the patron guild of For the Horde Radio because you're going to be hearing that guild name come up several times as we continue with our emails here. And actually, as I promised on our last show, we're going to be putting Big V to work right now and get him to be reading out some emails for you. All right, we got... an email here from Shishka Bobby. And Shishka Bobby says, I've just started listening to FTH Radio and I love it. You guys hit the mark to why I dislike the Alliance. I started with episode 5 and then downloaded the rest. You've talked about a few things that make me want to send you some of my opinions on them. Like the fact that Blizzard is on the side of the Alliance. If you think about it, on a PvP server, Horde gets to only level to about 20 to 22 by doing quests, but with the Alliance, get to go all the way to 30 to 32 before they get into contested areas. And you know, that's actually something, when I was fiddling around with um, human paladin that I had, being an undercover horde, uh, I noticed that. Uh, I was able to kind of get up there a little higher before I had to start going into contested areas, which is nice. But the thing is, when I went to a contested area, I had an orc hunter that ate my lunch for me and really settled my hash, so I think we're okay. He continues, I also wanted to say something about what you call PTP, player throwing player, but I want to call it PPG, player punning gnomes. I've hated gnomes for a long time and it goes way beyond wow, but there's just something about the gnomes uh, on wow that rose me the wrong way. I also second the whole wearing gnomes on your feet at level 20 to go faster. That's disturbing, but I love it. As a lot of people do, I started off playing Alliance and my time that I spent on there was not too bad, but I had a lot of friends that I was with. I then created my undead warlock, Shishkebobby. It was not until after I made my horde character I found out how bad the Alliance was and I started to ignore my human rogue. I have a small story that will show you exactly how bad the Alliance can be. 
I was on my human rogue at about a level 32, and I was questing in Darkshire with a friend of mine who was also a human rogue at the same level. We were in this cave somewhere killing ogres. As we were about to kill the main ogre, this night elf hunter tags it, and my friend and I help her kill it. Then she decides to try and duel my friend. He turns it down, and he tries it again, and then he turns it down. We're just waiting for the ogre to respawn, and this night elf is spam dueling my friend and me. And when the ogre does respawn, she tries to tag it again. But we tagged it first. After that, me and my friend ran back to Darkshire and turned in our quest, and then just logged off. We were so pissed. So, alliances are so bad that they have to screw each other over. Well, my main is Shishkabob an undead warlock on the Draenor server and I just reached level 70. Hey, rock on for you. I'm still working on it. And I have my guild to thank for that. The guild I'm in is Blossoming Blood and it is thanks to them that I'm now 70 and was finally able to get my dread steed. Summoner of the Abyss? Shish kebabby. But hey, congratulations on getting level 70. That is pretty impressive. Um, it's uh, not an easy feat and hey, you made it before Wrath of the Lich King so uh, you don't have to uh, spin your wheels and wait to get to new content like like Big V's gonna have to. Shishkabobby writes in again uh, and says, Dear Annie Ed, this is Shishkabobby again from the Draenor server. I had something weird happen to me the other day while I was in Netherstorm and Outland. I was given this quest by a goblin to control a small reaver to help you kill a large fell reaver. Me being a warlock, I thought I will give it a try, even though the quest suggests three people. Well, the small reaver and I die. When I return my spirit to my body and chase the large fell reaver to Area 52, the blasted thing's dead. I sigh and I figured I I would wait until I could find some help when out of nowhere I get in the mode of someone telling me to follow them and to my surprise a human mage was offering to help me kill him so I start the quest again and again the small reaver and I die and when I get back and go to area 52 I'm there in time to get one shadow bolt off before it dies the mage helping the whole time then the mage disappears and I get a whisper from someone saying did it work not knowing who this is I whisper back did what work he tells me he's the mage I tell him no it did not and then he logs back onto his mage and we try it one more time and still we did not do it. Then he tells me to wait and I figure he's going to go see if he can find an alliance to help. But no, he is a smart guy and asked another undead warlock at 70 to help. Oh, and by the way, the mage is also 70. I whisper the other warlock and ask them if they would help and they say, sure, why not? And I invite them to party with me. After that, we take it down and the quest is done. So even though he is alliance, I want to give a shout out to Bullfrog, a 70 human mage on the Draenor server for all his help. For the life of me, I cannot remember the guild he was in or the name of the other warlock, but I thank him as well. Thanks, Shishkabobby. That's kind of cool. So we've got some uh, we've got some undercover horde there. I think that is cool. Very cool undercover uh, horde story there. I think we got. Yeah, the someone uh, who uh, actually worked or you know human all the way up to level seventy before realizing they were horde. Of course, it's cool. It's awesome, and that is so cool that you sent that in. We've got a couple more emails from our buddy Troll Sky on the Bladefist server. He says, "Yep, I normally don't write two episodes in a row, but I had to." I had one of the worst alliance experiences I think I've ever had. We interrupt this email to give Big B some respite from a name that, try as he may, he is unable to pronounce. For the duration of this email, the name, Darkogoth, will be pronounced by Andy Ed. We thank Big V for his continued efforts for For the Horde Radio and encourage him to seek out some elocution training. We now return you to your regularly scheduled email. So there we were, 
Darko Goff. And myself, Questing in Shadow Moon Valley. We were out in Legion Hold, a pain in the butt, I might add, when I see this night elf hunter fighting a demon in our way. So, I start shooting it and... Darko Goth. ...goes in for the melee kill. Unfortunately for... Darko Goth. The night elf released a snake trap. Those snake traps are just creepy. The snakes turn on him and he hits one, flagging himself. The night elf hunter shoots him down. I assume it was an accident, since she probably didn't think we would help her out, and she probably saw the little sword icon thinking it was a hostile mob. I've done that myself a couple of times before. So... Darko Goth. ...returns and BOOM! She takes him out again. Now I realize this night elf is being a real alliance... So I turn and begin shooting her, obviously flagging myself. She kills me, so we go back and I plan to take her out if she's camping our corpses. But oh no, I should have guessed, like any other alliance, she is a flagged friend with her. So, I get a nice idea and wait to become unflagged. Darko guy was unflagged first and he rezzed. He ended up fighting a nearby mob, so I rez, as I am now unflagged, and drop a snake trap of my own. We kill the mob and I start preparing the flying mount, but as I am continually stupid in these types of situations, like my scenario in ep- Expedition episode, the snakes hit her while she's flagged. Long story short, I flag, mount interrupted, ghost in the graveyard. Great. I gave up as I really didn't want to continue this nonsense. I went to my corpse, rezzed, and mounted ASAP. I flew to Shadowmoon Village, turned in my quest, which I had finished, yay, and waited to unflag. So sadly, it was a loss for the horde, but what I found most appalling was how this, I can't think of a word to describe this kind of person, killed two people that were helping her, all for the sake of gaining what was probably two honor points, three since she got three kills. So yes, I'm calling out Selena of the Holy Crit Guild on the Blade Fist server, and as all always, I've got a message. I often help Alliance that I see her in trouble, but if I see you getting mobbed by four, maybe five mobs, I'll enjoy standing there and watching the show. Heck, I might even cough up a laugh, but I know I will definitely dance on your worthless corpse while shouting for the horde. Hmm. There you go. You gotta like corpse dancing. Absolutely. It's like river dancing, but better. Yeah, exactly. Except with carnage. Yes, exactly. And That'd be cool if it left, like, foot marks on the corpse from yeah, where or- you were dancing. <laughs> well, foot marks on the corpse would be good. Also, it would, you know, maybe if you had some sound with it. You know, because everybody dances and there's no sound. So, if you river dance on the corpse, you get the little tappy sounds. I like that. I like that. Troll Sky writes in again and says, Hey, Annie Ed. Yes, I had to balance out my last email with something good. So there I was in Skettis. Is that how you say that? Skettis? Yeah, S-K-E-T-T-I-S. So there it was, in Skeddies, doing the daily escort quest. It was going good, but I saw one of the enemies rounding the corner, so I took him out to ensure that he wouldn't come out from behind me later. However, the Skyguard dude didn't attack, so I hurried back to find him, already fighting the two spawned Arakoa. I jumped in and started fighting when I found myself being attacked by a monstrous Kaliri. I think to myself, crap, I'm going to fail this. And then I realize I'm not being attacked by a Kaliri, I'm being attacked by two. Two Kaliris. So now, I'm guaranteed failure. I use a health potion anyway and continue fighting. To my surprise, I survive and all the enemies are dead. It's when the battle's over that I notice the Moonkin standing on the ramp. I scroll over him and realize this is a Night Elf Druid. I thank him as I know that this guy saved my butt. To top it off, he jumped down and and takes out the two ramp guards, allowing me to get through unharmed and complete my quest. So I'm given a ginormous... 
I like that word. Shout out to Firecutter of the Days in the Muse Guild on the Blade Fist server. I never thought I'd say this to an alliance, especially a night elf, but you seriously rule, and if I ever see you in trouble, you can be assured I'll stop and fight by your side, unlike some other night elves I know. Hand hand. Yeah, I'll stop bugging and save my next episodes for the next episode. I feel what you mentioned a few weeks ago about how there's something in the air causing a slight peak in faction relations, but the way I see it, I finally get to spam the macro or the horde. Very nice. Nice. Good stuff. Yeah. They are out there. They are. They do exist. Just yeah. so rare. Yeah, my only problem in that situation would have been is not turning around, seeing the moonkin, and just bursting out laughing. They are kind of silly looking. Yeah. I mean, what can you say? <laughs> <laughs> They're just moonkin. Pretty yeah. much. Yeah, it's... So, there we go. All right, we got an email from Boba Fett on the Exodus server, who writes, I've missed sending in emails these past two shows, and with the length between shows, that's six weeks, my bad. Anyway, a few things. He goes on, I'm not going to read you all this, because it's absolutely awesome, but it's it's more of what I asked for when I had mentioned my baby rogue that I rolled, and I was looking for cool stun locks and specs. He, so huge thank you for this, Boba Fett. Send me a huge list of specking and a great stunlock combination and all this really awesome, awesome, cool stuff. But otherwise, we're going to go skip over all the technicality and go into the remaining of his email, which says, and now a little rant. When I first started playing WoW a little over a year ago, gold sellers were these nasty profiteers making money off lazy people. <laughs> they still are. <laughs> they still are. They would just run around farming what was there, leveling cattle characters and making money in the auction house. Not my favorite people, but I had no problem with them. But gold sellers 2.0 are a new breed of evildoers. They hack people's accounts, rob tunes, transfer tunes, and rob guilds. Anyone that buys gold from these people is supporting a business plan that ruins the game for people everywhere. A few months ago, my account was hacked and I lost everything. They even respect my tunes. Blizzard was cool, and I got everything back. This happened before Guild Banks, thanks the Dark Lady, so only I was affected. So, anyone that buys gold is scum, in my opinion. A good way to protect yourself is to cut and paste your password each time you log in, or use parental controls to lock your account when you aren't playing. The parental control password can be different than your login password, so if you do get hacked, they can't play to loot your tunes. Well, sorry for the super long email. I'll do better in the future. Keep up the good work. Great advice, Boba Fett, on the whole password situation. That is awesome. Absolutely. That is so cool. I didn't even think of the parental controls using that, so that's cool. And cutting and pasting instead of typing it in every time. That is really... I'm really sorry your account got hacked. God. Seriously. Really? That's... Yeah. How violated would you feel there? Because, you know, we, I mean, we spend a lot of time on these things. Absolutely. Time, yeah. energy, you know. Yeah. They, we, we could be, you know, working for world peace. And instead, we're leveling characters, which is important. It is. And, well, this is overrated anyway. Yeah, it's true. But thank you so much. For, and thank you for all the rogue tips. That is so awesome. If anyone needs, like, awesome rogue tips, this is the guy to go to, by the way. 
<laughs> Absolutely fabulous stuff. Thank you. I will definitely be putting these into practice yeah. as soon as I get back to my baby room. <laughs> and just as an aside, uh, Bone Grinder, our buddy Bone from the Directionally Challenged Guild on uh, the Medoran server, uh, sent me a similar email about some Madge bags. That's some really good advice in there. And uh, hey, shout out to our buddy Bone. Thanks, man. We got another email from Zeroless. <gasps> Also of the Blood and Blossom Guild on the Draenar server. Oh, cool. Very cool. Who writes, Hello, Auntie Ed. Not to be the just Auntie Ed. Anyway. Hello, Auntie Ed. Fine. <laughs> just fine. <laughs> I'm moo and contempt. Go ahead. Moo. We continue. Greetings from Draenar. <laughs> South Central of the Azeroth multi-universe. I remember you mentioning how gold beggars infuriate you, and I sympathize. After months of my partner not playing, I was able to coax her on for the Lunar Festival, and the very first thing, she was accosted by a gold beggar and hasn't picked up the game since. I was so enraged by this that I couldn't wait for one of these leechy little bastards to try it on me next time. I didn't have to wait long. I was just completing one of our guild officer initiation ceremonies when a lobitorned named Ball <coughs> came up to me and whispered, spare some coin. Yes, thank you, I said aloud. Oh, please do. I opened up a trade window and followed up with a chain of beg and grovel. A moment later, he closed the window and ran off so fast that I lost him. <laughs> so, so I switched to yell. And this part doesn't work unless you picture a petite little blood elf girl like me saying it. <laughs> hey, what's wrong? You said you would spare some coin, but you lied. You won't even keep your word. You're mean, ball. <laughs> At once, he runs from around the building he was hiding behind, throws open a trade window, and offers me one copper, which I hastily accept. I then follow him around for the next minute, repeatedly thanking him over and over again. As he cut across the lake to get away from me, I finish the public spectacle by fading death in the middle and blurbling a bit. Thanks, he then whispered to me. Now I'm poor. Well then, I replied smugly, you shouldn't be so selfish to complete strangers. Good thing he gave up before I got serious. I hope this warms your heart as much as it warmed mine. Oh, did it. Oh, man. I love it. That oh, was great. <laughs> <laughs> that was just, I, I absolutely love that. That is just brilliant. <laughs> it's so brilliant I want to try it with something I, I want a gold beggar now to come up to me because I got to try that but you're right you know it kind of works best with the tiny little blood elf female doing it chasing after this giant tour and going hey you promised you were mean <laughs> brilliant thank you so much Zeroless of the Blood and Blossom Guild on the Draenar server that is great stuff. And if that Torin's listening, I'd really kind of like to know if that is something you learned at a trainer or if that is a uh, talent spec that you have to put points in. <laughs> I'll be waiting. Uh, I'll, I'll be keeping an eye on my inbox there, partner. Um, <laughs> hit me up. <laughs> 
Okay, we have an email coming to us from Hatter. Of the Tyrannus server. Because I can't pronounce server names. That's why Big V is doing it. And we all know I can't pronounce server names. If you listened to the last show, you would know this. But anyway, Hatter writes, Hey, Anyet, here is a good story for you guys about random acts of kindness from the Horde. I created a female undead warrior. Going back to the idea of not wanting to look at a male's butt for hours at a time. And named her Havarti. Yes, after the cheese. Yeah. I am barely out of the intro crypt when a level 70 rides up to me on his mount and says, I love Havarti, and gives me three gold only because of the name. As you can tell, I am horrible when it comes to making up names for my characters. Some of my best named characters come from the ingredients of my deodorant or a bottle of vitamins that I have lying around. Glycol or lycopene. Which aren't server names, but they're just funky words. But anyway, I eventually started using cheese names for my newer characters since I could barely pronounce the names I was using. Love the show. And again, that is Hatter. From the Tyrannus server. Thank you. Great. I love that you name them after cheeses. That is so cool. Oh, that's genius. <laughs> that's brilliant. What I don't understand, that's great. And it's also very cool that a 17 just said, I love that, and gave you three gold because of it. You're a kid. When you are crawling out of the crypt there... Three gold? That is a fortune. Oh my god. Oh my god. That is like, like, oh, I'm set for levels here. I can buy all the armor I want. <laughs> I will be decked out at level five. Twink me. Yeah. Twink me, exactly. <laughs> Here's the only part of this entire email that has me a little confused. You, you mentioned you created a female undead warrior because you didn't want to look at a male's butt for hours at a time. All of which I understand. But a female undead butt is better than a male's butt? I find that a little confusing. Well, there's not really so much butt there anymore as it's just bone. Well, yeah, so I guess, but I don't know. Listen, coming from somebody who's, you know, <laughs> for, for, up for, who for 63 levels has, you know, looked at a Taran's ass every day, you know, and ain't no picnic. I can relate. Okay, okay. <laughs> So that's why. But I was just thinking, wow, that's pretty bad if you're going choosing the undead female over a guy's butt. Anyway, thank you for sending that in. Okay, well, think about it for a second here. I, I, I can't quite let go of this yet. All right, think about her choices. What kind of butts wouldn't she have to look at? Orc butt, troll butt, tarn butt, undead butt, and blood elf butt. You know, actually the blood you know, the blood elf would have been you know a reasonable Strong. choice mm -hmm. though, because, you know, they're all female. We're not gonna comment on that. <laughs> because we know you say that all the time. I got no issue with your skills. It's just your identity. <laughs> Pick one now, on our last show, we have another email. On our last show, I gave a nice shout-out to one of our guildies, Stitch, on the Directionally Challenge Guild for getting his epic mount. Well, he sent it an email saying, thank you for the shout-out. The mount is really cool, which we all agree it is. The true shout-out goes to those who helped against the wave after wave of demons in Dire Mall, my running group, the DC-5, to a chaff who showed us why a pally is hard to kill. Kenny, the best healer in-game. Landrad, who replaced Vi for this run. Thanks for the help. And last but never least, Cassie, my constant companion, both in WoW and real life. I love you. 
These people are the ones who deserve the shout out. And we thank you, Stitch, for that shout out. That is awesome. It was very cool to do because I had never done the Warlock Mount Quest before for anybody. So it was very cool to be there. What a tough fight, though. Wow. <laughs> if any of you have ever done it, you know this is a tough fight to get through. But it was very cool. And thank you so much for your shout outs. Yeah, sorry I missed that. You would have enjoyed it. Oh, yeah? There was blood and death? <laughs> in in wave upon wave of it, yes. Oh, even better. Yes, when you say there was wave upon wave of demons, he ain't kidding. There was like <laughs> six minutes worth of... It's a long fight. Wow. If none of you have ever done it, it's hugely long, and it just feels like uh, we really... We got it on the first try, and it was by the skin of our teeth. <laughs> so it was very cool to be a part of that, and thank you so much. We love you, Spooky. Okay, we got an email from uh, Corey. You know, I'm sorry to say that I don't remember your character's name, and I am uh, not sure what server you're on here. I went through my email uh, box with a vengeance not too long ago, and uh, your character's name's gone. Sorry, so... Corey writes into us. He says, Hey there again, Big V. I was wondering if I could toss some shout-outs into the mix of the podcast and ask for your personal opinion, and also warn of the danger of the imaginary, the imaginary vultures. vultures. It would be much appreciated. I wanted to know what your opinion of gearing alts is. I rolled a Tauran warrior, Al Kerb, as an alt, in hopes that he can make me some money and be my primary farmer at level 70, due to my personal dislike of the hunter class. We love our hunters now, but that's okay. I already have an epicked-out level 70 rest shaman and people have commented that gearing up said warrior and buying him things like sharpening stones ruins gameplay not to mention decreases leveling time making it unfair against all the people who are on their first character or who lack funding what do you think i know you have a tauren warrior are the potions and the stones and gear unfair or are they worth it thanks okay i'll answer that in just a minute but i'm going to get through the rest of your uh, email here Secondly, I'd like to throw a shout-out to all those who were former members of Draconis Knox. I know the guild is dead and gone, but our bonds will still remain. Even though we've scattered in the wind, if you ever need epic heals or even some respect DPS action, give precaution a shout. Free doesn't discriminate. I'd also like to thank the Eternal Darkness Guild for having me after the guild splintered. I only wanted to follow the majority of my guildies, and I really appreciate being let into such an active guild. I look forward to raiding with you guys as soon as I get some free time in this crazy life. And my final shout-out goes to Delza, Heritage Cav, Romp, Big Bad Orc, and whoever else might have been in Hellfire Peninsula on the day Zog of XP was successfully initiated into Outland by the Fell Reaver. Thanks for honoring the tradition, and may Zog eventually get that stink off of him, as I'm sure the Fell Reaver has very stinky feet after dragging rotten corpses halfway across those red sands. We did our best and got him crushed. We can only wish him well on his path through the Outland. I'd finally like to warn all Horde, and all you sneaky, sneaky alliance who listen in to this super-secret gathering ground, about the dangers of the... Imaginary vultures. There's a location in Terracar Forest in which multiple vultures slash bone snappers slash whatever those dang things are called gather. Their leader is a massive she vulture named Tracula. I think it's Tracula. 
Dracula. Potato, potato. Anyway, you must kill this she-vulture for the quest Torgos, where you take her beaten and hacked corpse to this to his little home and entice him to attack you with it. On this particular little hill, scattered with bones, Dracula broods. And I am 100% positive that those bones belong to fallen adventurers like me and my friend Tarakin, the 70 Affliction Lock. Now don't get me wrong, me and Tarakin aren't noobs. We're epic out 70s, but even the mightiest of characters cries in the face of the imaginary vultures. So beware. When Trachula descends from the sky like a bat out of Shadow Moon, she brings two vulture minions with her. These are not ads, as they cannot be attacked nor targeted. Sounds a bit unfair, but okay. Me and Tarakin are wandering around the bone waste for some random reason when we stumbled into this horrible, horrible predicament. We charged and obliterated Trachula, but to our horror, after we had crippled ourselves fighting the gajillions of vultures flying around her hill, there were two left that we could not dispatch. These... Imaginary vultures camped us for almost 20 minutes. Every time we would attempt to resurrect with half health and a longer and longer resurrect wait, the hordes of respawned normal vultures, coupled with all the all-consuming imaginary, imaginary vultures, vultures, would destroy us in mere seconds. We eventually succeeded in turning tail and running away like little sissies. So, to all who dare defy the vultures, beware. beware. We did name our arena 2v2 after them, however, so it all turned out for the forces of good. Anywho, thanks again, Big V, and continue to work on that match. I know fire matches are invaluable in PvE, DPS, and raids. So, there we go. Thanks for uh, writing in, Corey. That that's cool, and also it's unfortunate about the uh, about the the swoopy things there. Uh, I've never heard of that, but then again, I hadn't been out to Terracar yet. <laughs> I'm still uh, futzing around in Zangramarsh after finally being freed from uh, Hellfire Peninsula. And just as an aside, I have tried and tried, and I cannot get stepped on by the Fell Reaver. Can't do it. We're going to have to work on that. Yeah, I mean, it's really something to shoot for, I guess, but uh, I'd rather do the PvP quest. <laughs> but to get to your question about um, gearing up alts, uh, I really don't have a problem with it. The problem, the the things that I have problems with are people who will gear up their alts and really just twink them out and then let them sit at like level 19 and rule the battlegrounds. That just bothers me. You know, grow up and you know play the big boys. I mean, yeah, that when you get to level 20, you're gonna get your backside handed to you in the BGs. But you know. When you get to 29, you know, if you've still got skills, you're going to rule. So, really, I don't have any problems doing that. I mean, let's face it, it's your wealth, and you can pretty much do with it what you want to. Uh, you earned it, and assuming you didn't uh, buy it from one of those dirty, dirty gold farm, <laughs> dirty gold farm seller people, then I'm totally down with it. I mean, for one thing, it really does help. I mean, Big V, um, he funded uh, my Madge. He funded Med for a bit. That really helped. What it helped with mainly was a gear. Cause let's face it, you give a low-level character like five gold, that's a fortune, and you can buy gear that's really going to help you level faster. When I did that, it wasn't really to own anybody else. It was really just to kind of help me not take quite so much of a beating. Cause let's face it. We've all been the low-level characters before. And, you know, your first time out, yeah, you want to go out and you want to do everything. Your second time out, 
you know, you really just kind of want to get to the good stuff. Really sending your, uh, giving the gear upgrades to, uh, your lower, your lower level characters. If you've got the cash, I would say it's fine. The, uh, I'm not giving my alt any more money. I'm gonna make her, uh, <laughs> earn her own mount, but that's really about it. What do you think, Ed? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Huh? What? what? Are you talking what? to me? Yeah. The only problem I have with, um, I mean, it's your money, do what you want with it. What I have a problem with is not so much the, what I notice that it does is it drives the auction house prices to insane levels at, at low levels. Because I had to send my, my, my baby rogue, I had to send him some cash too because he could not buy gear, period. Yeah. He could not honestly earn gear. And I don't have him twinked. You know, he's just in regular greens and stuff. He's not in anything special and I had no choice but to do it because the auction house prices are insane and I think they're insane because they know now that people are twinking their alts and it's not taking into consideration that there are people just starting the game who don't have a big alt to fall back on that's yeah. my only kind of thing it's not so much that you're you know you're buying it it's the people taking advantage of it yeah this is true and you know the thing too about um, really tricking out your alts is the fact that you know you're at level 20 I mean, the gear turnover rate from level 20 to 30 is just insane i mean i was uh, uh i've got the madge in some of the of the eagle gear i mean which is just oh you know, i love the stuff it's stamina and intellect good grief you <laughs> know <laughs> health and a big you know mana pool what's not to like but the thing is, the stuff is just unreal expensive. For one thing, because everybody wants it, and number two, everybody knows everybody wants it. So, right. you know, there's the that's the problem there. And I mean, I I think the most that I paid, most that I paid for anything was like three, four gold, maybe. I was out of some of it within you know three or four levels. So, you know, on the one hand, it can help you level faster and get you to a better place. And I'm not one who thinks that leveling quickly is a bad thing, unless it's your first character. And then I think you do need to kind of, you, you need to take your lumps, because that's where you learn. That's where you learn to play the game. Between levels 1 and 60, you learn how to play the game. And after that, you're becoming, yeah, I don't want to say craftsman with it, but, you know, you've gotten, you've kind of gotten that down. And you you know kind of how to play your class by then, unless you're a Taran warrior who does a podcast and really doesn't know what the hell he's doing. But anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I looked at my stats the other day, and oh my god, I think my intellect is like 29. <laughs> You don't need I'm, a high intellect. I don't need a high intellect. I just got to have a bunch of damn armor. You know, it, it's like I'm Hulk or something. Yeah, me smash, <laughs> you know. V smash, stupid ganole. Oh, you got to put that in. You got to have a, a macro for that. You got to make a macro for when you attack for that. <laughs> you have to. Okay, cool. Every time you go to attack, it'll go V smash, stupid. And then I'm sure there's a variable you can put in so that it'll name whatever you have to <laughs> yeah, that'd be pretty cute. Like the first five times that I did it. And then it would be like, all right, enough. Okay, all right, enough. <laughs> yep, stop it. That was cute the first time. But. Um, so, Corey, that's that's really kind of where I am. Um, if you got it, buy it. 
um, just remember when you do make smart purchases because if you're really kind of after level 30 the gear doesn't seem to doesn't seem to turn over quite that much now but in the 30s if you're you know if you're a warrior I would go ahead and start buying the uh, plate early that way you've got time to look, time to find the gear that you want because there's nothing worse than turning 40 and a not having money for a mount and b being able to wear a plate but not having any <laughs> so that's just a thought thanks for the uh, thought-provoking email partner look forward to hearing from you again and last but definitely not least i have a shout out that i want to give to two of our latest and greatest itunes reviewers going to caboose rvb and corpse eater which by the way i love the spelling of the name to both of you for putting up itunes reviews for us which were just great uh, and i especially love the don't kill the bunny i know most people when they hear big v's bunny slang side with him and snicker so uh, can i hope that was for the anti-ed side of don't kill the bunny and, and not the snickering part, I choose to look at it that way. But thank you both so, so much for putting, for taking the time to put those up for us. Very much appreciated, and it warms our hearts when we see that. So thank you. Well, boys and girls, we come to the end of another episode of For the Horde Radio. Yes, we do. We come to an end of a long episode of For the Horde Radio. Thank you so much for listening and downloading. If you want to send us in anything, want to say hi, you can send us an email. We have two email addresses. First is fthradio at gmail.com. Big V has his own special email of biggestv at gmail.com. Also, we have our call in line, 206-888-3130. And as always, check out our website, www.forthehorderadio.com, and check out all the fun and cool things we put up there. Again, thank you all so much for listening to episode 16. We interrupt your podcast with this special report. After so much going on today in Azeroth, we have finally come to the following conclusion. The Alliance suck. We thank you for listening and hope to bring you further breaking news in the future. We return you now to your regularly scheduled podcast, Already in Progress. And we will return in another three weeks for a mind-confusing, bunny-saving, disgruntled cow-mooing episode of... So, here we are. Here we are. Let us pod. Throw this out to anybody that's listening and anybody that plays a hunter. Not a hunter. I'm not a hunter warrior. Arr. Yeah, hunter. Anyway. Damn you, load. Load now. I don't care that I have 50 things open. You must load now.
Doid. Our buddy Bone from uh, the Durationally Challenge. Kumbaya, my match. No, anyway. Uh, (laughs) 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 Something's burning, match. Kumbaya. And the Blade Fist server. On on the Blade Fist. I'm sorry, should I comment further on this? No, no, you can, no, you can, no, comment. We're, this is organic, this is organic, we're full of Oh, okay, no, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I'm sounding like a knob up there going, okay, she's going to say something any minute now. Uh, <laughs> no, I was just letting you read. Um, I didn't want to interrupt.